This is a parental guidance moment. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the Sunday service. I've got one of my faves back in here with me today, Mr. Taylor Coftry. How are you, good sir? Good, mate. How are you? Mate, what do you think of the new vibe? We've got a bit of a different setup in the studio at the moment. Dude, I think it's fucking nice. we got Man. some old reclining chairs. That's right, dude. They recline. They Check recline? this out. On your right hand, bro. Get it, son. Get it. Oh. oh. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, way better, eh? <laughs> I didn't know that these were recliners, dude. Now I really like it. Yeah, I feel This like is a way better vibe than what it was before. And before wasn't bad either. Yeah, before wasn't a bad vibe. So previously we had a uh, just a table set up with four kind of office chairs around. And um, yeah, eventually we are going to start filming and that's what we were discussing prior. But I think that would be mean a limited amount of guests. So it'll probably just be like two people on. Um, and no more beer battle. Guys, I fla- I'm flaking on the beer battle. No, yeah, no more beer battles. We can't pick, man. It's just it's beer is beer and it's all good and you know it's all good. So if you want to try beers, just go and fucking try beers. Go and get them. And what we will do is we'll, we'll just plug a few different beers every week as we had previously been doing. And we'll just, we'll just give these guys an endorsement because why put two beers against one another when they're all beers are beautiful, bro? Exactly, man. There's enough division in the world without fucking pitting beautiful beers against each yeah, other. Yeah, it's like if all women are beautiful, all beers are beautiful too, bro. Yeah, that's right. And even though I don't agree with the first one, all beers are beautiful. All beers are beautiful in their own unique shape. And uh, one of my favorite breweries is um, the Akasha Brewery, which is located in Five Dock in Sydney. Hey. And rumor has it the head brewer there is a little bit of a mad scientist, like extra filtrated water and... Mm. really does his groundwork on what he uh, embodies into each of these different brews. So we got the lupulin. Is that how you'd say that word? Fuck, I'm a a retard, dude. I can't read. Lupulin. It looks like lupulin. Lupulin. It's called lupulin fog. It's a New England double IPA. So uh, you guys probably would have heard of plenty of New England IPAs before, which is just typically like a more fruity IPA. They kind of hide the alcohol a bit better. Um, and on the back spiel, it says, now what kind of fog blows against the wind? Lupulin fog. That's what. Low bitterness with a lush mouthful, a mouthfeel, a bit of a mouthfeel, eh? Um, Love that. At the finish, it's orange tropical haze made at, uh, made in one of Australia's original New England IPAs. Look across the water. Look for the fog, baby. Eee. I like that. I'm about it. So uh, let's fucking crack him open. It smells fucking good, dude. So we're just tipping this in now. And uh, the boys did a bit of the uh, Newcastle Comedy Club last night, which was very nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was very sick. Had about 70 people at an open mic night, which... Is. Honestly, it's still fucking... I know I've been here for a while now, but it's fucking unbelievable. Cheers to you, sir. That, that <laughs> fucking open mics that you get in Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. It's fucking it's insane, fucking dude. off its head, dude. Where we're from, dude, if 20 people showed up, oh. you, we would be high-fiving each other. This is sick. This is going to be a massive night. Now, a down night, a not-so-good night, is when 40 people turn up. 
it's like you get it's kind of you get spoilt by it. And every week, I don't know if it's because I'm a pessimist, but I'm like, fuck, what's going to happen? Like, are they going to rock up and be there again this week? Yeah. It's like... Uh, every, every single week, I'm like, then there's, they all came They all came last week. i tell you what it they is. They won't come again. It's like and when, they do. It's like when you, um, when you first hook up with someone who's out of your league, and you're like, oh, oh, oh shit, well, that'll probably most likely just be a one and done. Yeah, yeah, she, she'll wake up. She'll wake up to herself. Yeah, and you, you're thinking that it's going to be literally all over Red Rover, but then at one point you just they'll call you back, and mm. you get called back up off the bench, and you're like, "This is incredible." That's like, what it's like sick, every dude. week. Put me in, coach. That's it's fucking it's fucking sick, and um, I'm enjoying the new format that the club's doing. Yes, uh, very much so. I think they're doing it right now, which is fucking uh, just really good to see. Really good to see. Curating the lineup, and you tried curating the lineup, having a limited amount of spots, so you don't have fucking twenty to thirty cunts just rock up on a fucking open mic, and then you just no matter who you are, you just have to go wherever you sign up, which is I think is shit. Yeah, that does suck. And the good thing about curating a lineup is you can put like a throbber, Mm -hmm. and then you can put someone less experienced, and then followed by another throbber. Yes. So. There is like a little bit of a wave that, you know, the newcomer can try to get on the wave after following a throbber. But if they if they crash in that wave, then the next throbber has to just try to bring it back up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a good system like that too, because like with other ones where you just have people sign up and then people it just it just ends up being like the people who turn up the earliest get like the better spots. Yeah. And then if you just have too many people who are kind of shit rock up early, which is they think that they just, I just, I'll just rock up early and I'll get a good spot. Then you have sometimes up to five or six fucking pelicans going in a row. And then by that time, dude, the audience is just like, this sucks. I'm out, dude. And audience fatigue just comes so much earlier than when it would if you had like a, you know, stagnated fucking throbber, not throbber, throbber, not throbber. Then it turns into a hostage situation as well where they're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> like, what have I walked into? And, like, and people, like, because the thing is, like, comedy crowds are generally pretty good. They're pretty nice people most of the time. Most of the time, yes. And then they're just like, fuck, it, can I just get up and just walk out of here? Yeah, this is the fifth person in a row that struggled to get laughs. I don't see it getting any better. And like, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. No, and I take my hat off to anyone who goes to open mics as yeah, a dude, fan. As a fan, dude, because honestly, I would fucking never go to one. Not a fucking chance in hell would I go to a local open mic. Because you guys are the real MVPs for sure. I would never fucking do that shit. Bro, yeah, like it's fucking insane. 70 people there last night. Like when you, I got that photo of you doing your set. And it was packed, and then more and more people just kept coming, and I was like, "This, like, I was just grabbing chairs to help James out, and just, oi, brah, sit here." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was just sitting people down. It was sick, dude, because I sent that um, photo to a mutual friend of ours, fucking Chris Marlton. Shout out, go follow him on uh, Instagram and check out his clips on YouTube. He's got a special, very app. funny, one of the most unique comedians I think I have encountered. I haven't met anyone that does Chris's type of humor. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit biased, but he, I think that he is the best character comedian in the country. Hands down. He's got a special on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, but I sent that photo to him and he was like, what the fuck, dude? Because they had uh, an open mic in Canberra on the same night. <clears throat> uh, a room that you and I are familiar with, uh, Potbelly and Belconnen. 
Yep. Yep, and the only people there were comedians. See, and that's that it hurts so bad when they're the only people there because sometimes you do the same material just trying to tweak it a little bit. Can I throw in a tagline here? Maybe I, if I just mix the order up a touch, like how's the reaction going to be? When it's all comedians, that's a tough spot to be in. Oh, it's it's so tough because what makes comedians laugh is not what the what makes the audience laugh most of the time. Yeah. So you go up there with material that's meant for an audience, but it's it's being performed to like other mostly delusional, mentally ill people, and they think other things are funny than actually. So like any time that I've ever had to go to an open mic and it's just been comedians, I've just gotten my phone out. And just talk to them as if I was having a conversation like, what do you guys think of this? Is this funny? Yeah, that's that's the, the only way that I think you can do it. Because then you're just like, all right, fuck my five minutes of material that you guys have seen me do. Let me just try and get some. Yeah. And then like it's like a, not a Q&A, but it's just like a live brainstorming exercise that you're doing with people. Yeah, it's a writing session, but you're just yeah, the centre of attention at the moment. To, yeah, I just want to figure these, figure these bits out. Yeah. But he was like, man, that's fucking sick as fuck. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's unreal. I've never been to a place where you just routinely get that good crowds at open mics. Yeah. And I think I think the blessing that we have is that we have a dedicated club. 100%. And I think that, you know, Canberra, that's something that they could most definitely use. And I think that there could be people that could run a business by doing it. But I think that they need to do it in the style that Brady James and Elliot do it where it's run by comedians for comedians yes. and there's no there's no we're going to put you on because you're black we're going to put you on because you're Asian we're putting you on because you're a trans person or you're a woman there is one rule to getting on at the club and getting past at the club is you need to be a funny motherfucker you need to be funny and and they have the Canberra Comedy Club in very heavy quotation marks but it's two dudes, two old dudes who don't do comedy at all and they run a, a, a fucking show that is on like a Wednesday once a month. How the fuck can you call yourself the comedy club when you don't even have shows on like a Friday or a Saturday night? Yeah. A comedy club has shows on every single Friday, Saturday night at the bare minimum. Most of them Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. You can't be like, we're the Canberra Comedy Club. We put one show on a month or one show every fortnight and it's on a fucking Wednesday in some other fucking bar. It's bullshit. Yeah, you gotta have a you gotta have a dedicated venue. And I, if anyone from Canberra is listening or anyone who is listening in any different state, it's the only way to get the best cream of the crop comedy and the best acts coming through. Because in Definitely. the space of a year, that place has overtaken the Civic Theatre. The Newcastle Comedy Club's overtaken Civic Theatre by a mile. By a mile. Like, left them in the dust. Mm-hmm. It's And, yeah, and I think that, yeah, if anyone is listening and is interested in starting a comedy club, very random if you are, but, yeah, get some genuine comedians on board. If you've got the capital, just go and get the best comics that you know and just get them to help run it because they'll tell you what they want. Um, I do want to get back to your set as well. You tried okay. some new stuff last night. I did. I enjoy the AI. I like where the AI bit is going. Thank you. So I feel like I've got something there. It's obviously the first time I've ever really tried to do it. So I've, I think I played around with it a few times when I was still back in camera, but never any more than a couple, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. But like, uh, I feel like it's definitely, uh, you know, got some fucking legs. 
Yeah. I like the um I like the <laughs> where you where you, without giving away your bit. I like where it leads to where you like there needs to be a normal person that regulates like what's going on at like Boston Dynamics. Yeah, and they need to be stuff. dude. There needs to be a non-tizzed out cunt to go in there and be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And Stop I d- it. And I don't know if we spoke about that on a podcast or if that was on a big send episode that I may have listened to, but like I remember when you started telling that bit, I was like, Oh, I know mm-hmm. I know where he's going with this. And I think that like with the crowd last night, they were kind of like, "What's he like? What's he? What's his problem with AI?" And then when you lead them down that road, it's like opening a curtain, then like then seeing a room that you weren't supposed to see. He's like, "Wait a minute, he's exactly right." Like, why the fuck are we making robots do parkour and giving them guns? Why are we doing that? Yeah, and then creating an artificial intelligence that has access to every single most every single bit of data information on the internet and throughout history. It's obviously going to come to the same conclusion that I come to after spending 30 minutes on TikTok. We need to kill all humans. Yeah, humans are Humans shit need to be extinguished. And it will. And they'll be like, hey, man, it's just, <laughs> don't be mad. It's just business. And they'll just, yeah. they'll, they'll just whack us all. They'll be like, look, surely you guys spend time on social media. You understand. Yeah. You all need to go. Yeah. No, but it was it was good. I I stuck around to try watch as many many people's sets as possible, but had to catch the ferry home. Cause I not that I think that I'm the fucking man at comedy, but <laughs> if I see someone and I'm like, oh, bro, like here's a tagline or something like that, if I can give them like a if I can give them two cents and just be like, hey, I really like this bit. Mm-hmm. Have you considered throwing? Oh, have you considered coming in at this angle or something like that? But I always feel weird doing that. Like, do you feel weird when you do that kind of stuff? Because I don't want, like, last night I was having a chat to a comedian and I was like, hey, like, blah, blah, blah. And so offered my 10 cents and was like, look, I don't think that I'm better than yet comedy by any chance, but this is something that I've noticed and I reckon you could implement this. Mm. I feel like there's a there's only certain comedians that I feel close enough to or have a decent enough relationship where I can do that. Yeah, so I feel like it's got. To, I've got to have a rapport with them, and I've got to, I guess, sort of have a mutual respect for like what both of us do for me to feel comfortable in order to do it. Like, I only do it with friends. Yeah, because I've had people that I don't know and not be good come yeah. up and like try and give me something like, "Hey, man, maybe you should do." And I just want to sit there and be like, "Hey, maybe you should be good before you say any of this to me." Yeah. Hey, ma- maybe you should be way better than what you are before you can come and say that to me. And I always feel like if I don't have that relationship with someone else where we are friends that even if I, I think I'm better than them, you know how fucking comedians are, dude, especially at fucking open mic level, dude, they yeah. all think they're Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And so like they might think they're the fucking, the, they are the shit and that I'm not that good. And then I tell them something and they're just like, you need to be way better before you, you fucking tell, you me, tell me. me that shit. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. I, and yeah, the comedian that I had a word to last night, like, it was like nothing bad or anything like that. I was like, Hey mate, like fucking here's my 10 cents. And I really like him and I respect him. And I was just like, and that's why I told him, that's why I felt comfortable just being like, Hey, like we've got, you know, there's a few different rules of comedy, like the rules of three. And I, and like he was setting up some really good jokes (laughs) and gave like really two really good examples. And I was like, rules of three, don't talk about rape. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk about rape. And, uh, um, uh, Damn, I had a really funny joke to say, but I really for, for, forgot what it was. Oh, dude, I didn't out. know where you go with that. Um, 
Oh yeah, and like no, nobody cares about who you fuck and what gender you are. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. That should be written on the on the board at the Newcastle. Comedy that should Club. be one of the the rules that when you first work in, like no talking, no filming, no drinks outside, no drinks outside. No one gives a fuck. No who one you fuck. gives a fuck about who, what gender you are, and what your sexuality is. Literally, no one gives yeah. a fuck. Cunt. I cannot shut up, bitch, dude. I can't stand when people come up and they're like, "Hey, everyone, I'm Sophie. I'm a bisexual," and you're like, "All right, I cool. identify as a bubbly person." Oh, dude, that video. <laughs> That video cut, dude. Bentley, <laughs> bro. Bentley Kill sent yourself. me that. Bentley sent me that, and I was like, "Nah, fuck." I that's where I cut the line. So, to give you guys a little bit of context, there is what is called the Raw Comedy Competition in Australia. The Raw Comedy Open Mic Competition that is literally the furthest thing that you could think of away from what an open mic actually is. Yeah, and I think as a comedian, when you first start doing <laughs> open mics. And you first start getting a little bit of traction and then someone's like, hey man, have you heard of this competition? And when you're young and naive, you're thinking, oh, what's it about? And it's just like, they get the best open micers or people that are at your level to come together to do a competition. And at the end, you get to perform at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which if you don't, if you know fuck all about comedy, you're like, wow, that's the biggest thing in, in Australian comedy Imagine how good it would get to be yeah. to perform there and to share the stage with X, Y, Z of, you know, comedians throughout the world. Then when you get to the raw comedy competition, you realize that it's actually not a competition. It's uh, who can tick a box for me. Yeah. Who ticks the most boxes that makes me look like I'm a good judge or a good booker so that I have a bit more, I guess, sort of cachet, a bit of leeway further on down the line when I get into more sort of booking and admin type roles in comedy. And basically what you will get at the end is you'll get like a person of colour, you'll get uh, a bisexual, a trans person, lesbian, an Asian, anyone but pretty much a white straight male. Like you'll get the token white straight male that will get in from like South Australia or somewhere. Yeah, but the rest of it is just is a complete wank. And, and if they are a, a straight white male, they'll have about one hundred and eighty thousand followers on Instagram, and have just recently done a um, national solo tour, and their name is. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he's such a fun. <laughs> he is all right. So, but, which is I'm not hating at all, dude. I love that guy. I think he's oh, fucking hilarious. He is fucking. But hilarious. for him to just be like, yeah, I'm going in an open mic competition, that's is the fucking best. ludicrous. That's no, that's the best. You're I, already killing it, dude. Stop it. I think it, this is for this isn't for you. I you're already great. Your fucking your stand up is really fucking very very funny. Your videos are very very videos very are great, funny, dude. You just toured, dude. You don't need to go and take a spot from someone who's been doing comedy for 6 months and maybe has potential. You're killing it, dude. Fuck off. And I think like I think you can't I think the rule is like you can't do it if you've earned over a certain amount of money. I think it's 500 yeah, bucks. Yeah, it's like if you've earned more than 500 bucks you can't do it, but then like a few years ago there was a a, a woman who won it who had been on TV. Yeah, and, I, and, <laughs> and apparently Aaron Gox did it like every year for like eight years as well. Mm -hmm. I got told I couldn't do it anymore because I had made a state final twice. Yeah, that's what I was told that I can't do it anymore. Like In if Canberra, you, if, if you make a state final more than one, if you make a state final twice, then like you can't do it anymore. Um, and that might have, that might have also just been them lying because they didn't want me to go into the competition. I think that's what it would have been, especially knowing Canberra. 
Yeah. And especially the the year that I did it and when we know who like progressed on, we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the year that I absolutely definitely won and then didn't win, right? Uh, that was the year, yeah. That was the year. That was the year when like unanimously I had won. Yeah. And, and then, then someone else won and then everyone sort of looked confused and then like about five to six comedians came up to me and was like, yo, what the fuck just happened? I'm fairly certain that was the year. That yeah. might have been it. Um, but I, so we're part of a, a comedian group chat and ages ago, someone was like, Hey, who's doing raw? And I said that I'm not doing it cause I'm one of the judges. And <laughs> it's so funny because like, that is very funny to tell people that texting like, and like, you can't pick up sarcasm in, in a text, obviously, but in a group chat full of comedians, I thought that more people would have picked up that that was an actual joke. Some people thought it was legit and like had, had we've been like, Hey, like, can I pick your brain about like what the judges are looking for and all this kind of shit. <laughs> and, um, so then I wrote like a spoof email that I posted in the group chat and, uh, said, dear judges, as you know, the annual raw com- comedy competition is quickly approaching as a judge. I'd like to remind you that raw comedy is not in fact a comedy competition at all to determine a winner from each state. And the finale, you're required to look for the below criteria. A joke about the comedian belonging to an oppressed minority. Number two, a joke about the comedian's sexuality. Please note, the winner of this competition cannot be a cis straight person. And three, finally, we're looking for a person who is marketable, preferably clean material that can be put on hit television shows such as The Project. We'll be aiming to get the winner of the Raw Comedy Competition in 2023 onto festival show lineups where, as you know, talent does not matter. We have access to great joke writers. We just need to ensure that the winner ticks a few boxes and is marketable. Please keep this information confidential. If you have any questions, pl- please feel free to reach out and then put a name on there. <laughs> and <so> the, <laughs> bro, the amount of cunts that were like, bro, is this legit? And I was like, no. <laughs> this y- is yes, real. it is. It is 100% legit. Look, without it being real, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> without like, it actually being for real, it's for real. I though. was like, that is the criteria that you need based off my, you know, experiences in raw comedy. That's exactly what you need to do. Yeah, absolutely, dude. But that's not a legitimate email. No, because and, and that is really true because like we've been in like raw finals where for a lot of them, like the top three acts of the night don't finish in like the top three at the end. Yeah. It's and it's bad when you have members of the audience coming up to you outside the venue afterwards saying, What the fuck? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. There there was a robbery. Yeah. that I've witnessed and I'm in, thinking about calling right the police. Right in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> and to to break down like this for people that, you know, just would watch, you know, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and a few other things like that, you see what is called like festival comedy. So there's like clean cut kind of comedians that get picked to be on shows like The Project and, you know, generally pretty good looking, have clean material, don't push the bill too much. And a, mm. a kind Not of market swear too much. They don't want you to swear as yeah. much, really. You can drop the occasional F-bomb, but don't call anyone a C-bomb. And No, you can't say can't. You can't say pussy. You de- they definitely frown upon you saying faggot and retard. Yeah, can't say where, which, which is where I've fallen down a lot in my, in my stand-up. And so these are, the, these are the guys that you will see on your main stages at the comedy festivals and 
you know, this is our big gala night. Look at any, go on to any comedy, uh, like Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and just look at the gala night, and then you'll see a prime example of all the comedians that we're basically referencing. And then you get club comedians that do say retard and or, and push the bill and say all these naughty words. Mm-hmm. And those guys are so much funnier than the people that get put on main stages. Picture a music festival when you went to the music festivals back when you were a young blood. And they have like Macklemore playing at main stage. But then there's like Skrillex playing in like a, mm-hmm. a sideshow. Or there's like, I don't know, there's f- fucking... There's different genre like playing over in, in a in a little side tent and you're like when you're in the side tent you're like this music's way better than fucking Macklemore. Yeah. Um and, and that's probably the, the way that I could describe it. But yeah. And I'm not I'm not trying to be a hater even and stuff like that. Like definitely nah, good on them. Like they're doing the stuff that we want to do. It's just that it just does get to a point where it just it's so obvious. Yeah. That you go, come on, dude. Yeah, it's kind of, like it's not called like I'm not calling them a sellout, but you basically you are Revealing maybe three quarters of yourself to get mm. the money in. and fuck. And then you got guys like Billy Darcy and like Dan Muggleton and stuff like that who I think are fucking way better than a lot of those people and they have to do it themselves. Yeah. They have to go and do it themselves because they, they get no fucking love from like the festival crowds and shit like and that. And I think what... Jared Goundry's another one just completely doing it himself, getting and, fucking almost no love. And dude, and when those guys fucking eventually like break through that ceiling of mm-hmm. like then they're now a fucking household name, that would feel so much better than having some cunt be like, yeah, like we'll give you $500,000 a year to do a fucking radio show where you can't swear... You got to come on the project once a month. Yeah, you don't want to end up like Charlie Pickering, dude. Dude, yeah. I watched. I watched him. I watched the New Year's broadcast because I, I was high as fuck with my girlfriend, and we we're fucking just watching it, and uh, cause j- just watching to see how fucking hilariously bad it is, and just seeing the pain in Charlie Pickering's eyes when he realizes that he is now pretty much just down reduced to doing like the project and presenting New Year's Eve on the ABC. Is fucking hilarious, dude. Oh man, hilarious! Watching him force banter with someone who isn't funny at all, and then him just realizing, like, oh no, this is what I've become now. Because yeah. if he tries to go and go on tour, the only people that are gonna fucking pay money to go and see him are like people who watch the ABC. Yeah. So he's not going to be able to do the comedy that he probably deep down wants to. And I kind of, it's like, you know, I'm it, obviously I don't feel sorry for him because he's fucking killing it right now and good on him. But there should, there must be a tiny part of him that's like, fuck. That's like, like, I'd love to just say faggot a lot. Dude, that's, I reckon. I'd love to just say something is retarded. Bro, I reckon Tommy Little is in the exact same boat. I think that he would just, yeah. I think that he probably like, fuck all props to the cunt. He's making millions of dollars every year. Probably, maybe not millions, but maybe, yeah, maybe, at, least not a, millions, maybe but at least a mil. <laughs> Six figures. Maybe at least a mil. Like, he's got a radio show. He's on the project. He does do stand-up. But, like, surely part of him just wants to be like, oh, I want to call someone a fucking spastic lunatic Yeah, yeah. from he, time to time. Surely I want to be able to be like, I want to be able to say this is gay without losing my life. Yeah, like, and, <laughs> and like, fuck, that's a, that's a tough... Situation to be in Because it's like At the same time bro You are making six figures You're just sitting there going And another news today And like you're trying to Be a little Pete Hellier And throw a fucking joke in Yeah But at the end of the day 
a lot of people just lose respect for those people. And it's just like, you know, hey, fuck that dude, man. Like, if Tommy Little came and was doing a show at the Newcastle Comedy Club, I guarantee you I'd rather wank and stay at home, bro. <laughs> and you know what? I'd be like, what a fucking night, dude. Yeah. What, what a, a night, fucking dude. night. Yeah. What a night, dude. I came. I bust quick and I got a great sleep. Dude. I busted, dude. I fucking busted and felt bad about myself afterwards and probably still laughed more than I would watching Tommy Little do stand-up. Absolutely, dude. Mm. Um, yeah, we got, we got sidetracked. I... Back to Newcastle Comedy Club last night. Dude, I think that that set that I had there without being a fucking dickhead about things, I was like, fuck, that's probably one of the best sets that I've had in terms of, like, I don't know. There was like a little bit of magic. You had a fucking great set. Dude. You had, the last two sets that I've seen you do have been fucking fantastic. The last, um, like, thank you. And yeah, like. I knew that it was going good in the moment and something that was something that was weird that I tried is a few weeks ago, oh fuck, last year now, I did a spot with Chris Franklin and, and Rory Lowe and um, a few other comics that we know. I'm just skipping on one of the blokes' names right now. I feel like a dumb dog. Dave Hughes. Hughesy. Hughesy. <laughs> My wife and kids give me the shits. I'm Dave Hughes. <laughs> What's the deal with lawnmowers? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. My wife and kids. Oh, give me the shits. That's <laughs> <laughs> so gone. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was chatting to Chris Franklin of I'm a bloke, I'm a yobbo um, fame. And one of like the OG kind of, not OG, but like he's a great, he's a great comedian. And um, it was a spin out. Fucking doing comedy with him. But I was having a VB with him afterwards because that's what you do when Chris Franklin's in town, ladies and gentlemen. And I was like, I was just picking his brain about his set. And I was just like, what? how do you go into doing these kind of shows? Because obviously he's been around the track for so long. Yeah. And when you're first starting out, you've got five jokes and you're like, these are my five jokes. This is the order that I tell my five jokes. And I'm getting obviously – Beyond that now, but and I'm starting to just build an arsenal of of weaponry, and he just said to, he just said to me, he goes, I've got an arsenal, and I use my arsenal however the fuck I want to do it when that like I go with the feeling when I'm on stage of mm. just um yeah just just vibing and seeing seeing what to do, and the last two sets that's what I've done. I've just been like fuck. I've I know I've got probably ten fifteen decent jokes. I'm just gonna have fun. With the crowd and then just bring whatever comes to me, like whatever pops into my head, that's what we'll just fucking do. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fucking interesting thing, dude, because I've been actually thinking about doing stuff like that um, as well, because like I've got about an hour and a half worth of material yeah. from being doing comedy for however long now. And, you know, I do have like I plan what I'm going to say and then if I if things aren't going that that well and stuff like that, I'm not that open to being malleable in like what I'm doing. I do kind of just push through or at least ride that a little bit and then transition back into what I was originally going to do. Yeah. I mean, thinking about like, why don't I just go up there and the joke that I think of that I know, I'll just say that. Dude, try it on the next one. Cause I think that it'll honestly, I think it'll, I think it'll benefit you. I think like at one point, cause we, you are doing the Canberra comedy festival and uh, are you doing Adelaide fringe as well? Or no, 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 not this year. Not, not this year. But you're doing the Canberra Comedy Festival, so you, you're going to have, like, on these bigger, f- you know, festival shows, you've got everything mapped out of what, what you want to do 
prior to going on and doing it because you're like, fuck, I've got half an hour to fill or 25 solid minutes to fill. I need to be decent at that. Um, but, yeah, at these open mics and, and these other things, I reckon it would just be interesting to see how you feel doing that. <laughs> you pulled a funny face. Are you getting over that beer? No. No. It's, um, yeah, it would be interesting to see how you – once, if you if you try that, how you feel after you've tried it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. I think it'd be because, uh, like you said, you've got an hour and a half worth of material. You've got a fucking big old duffel bag full of ammo that you can just come with. Yeah, I got a bit of sar, dude. I got a bit of sar. Yeah, and uh, I I th- I think that I love doing a little bit of crowd interaction. I think that's that's something I got to get better at. I got to get over the whole shut up, I'm talking. I'm up here, you're down there. Yeah. Listen to what I fucking say. Because once you goof around, I think once you goof with the crowd, you just fucking loosen up so many assholes and then you can be like, all right, let's go, bro. Yeah, yeah. I would like to start doing more of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like to start doing more of that. Um, I was worried about what I said about Bobby Pink <laughs> perceived as racist. No, dude. Well, what's the Steel very, City, what, baby? It's very funny, too, because you did it in... In in the city, you probably should be doing it. Yeah, you know I mean? like, can you imagine if you tried to do that in Canberra? Oh, or like, Melbourne, or like Melbourne, or oh, something. Dude, dude, fuck, just the two biggest wanker centrals of the country. Yeah, um, and for context, um, for those listening who obviously weren't there, Bobby Sanders, one of my good mates since moving up to Newcastle, he's been on the podcast before. I love the dude, and. Great um, guy. So prior to me coming up on stage, he was playfully roasting me a little bit and I took it upon myself to give him a little bit of a roast back and uh, went on stage and said, hey, Bobby, do Indian people ever walk into white people's houses and think, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that smell? (laughs) And (laughs) 70 people (laughs) were like, yeah, dude. Dude, you know what's very funny is that like literally everyone in the building laughed. Oh, everyone! Everyone fucking lost their minds, dude. Yeah. Even people you can't expect wouldn't do it. Like sort of certain comedians, you would think maybe would think that that's not funny. Yeah, they even fucking laughed hard. And then I just let that ride out, dude. Yeah, I was just like, because I went to start talking, and then I and then like the weird thing about that joke was like it caught people like. It took a few people, like, a second. They're like, what do you mean white people's house stink? And then they're like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, wait, I know what he's doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, yeah then, yeah, so that was that was good fun. For man. more context for people who don't know, Bobby is Indian. Yes. So it's a very funny bait and switch, bit of a switcheroo, playing, playing with... Uh, Playing with the reverse roles of situations like that. Yeah. Because you do go into Indians' houses and go, what the fuck is <laughs> that smell? Um, it, typically, it's curry. And it's usually tikka masala. Yeah, this is dripping out of the walls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dripping out of the walls, dude. Bro. Like the poltergeist house, dude. Fucking, no, sorry, the Amityville house, bro. Bleeding. Yeah. Bleeding from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Just butter chicken so falling from the fucking ceiling. <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Bro, the dude, haunted houses in fucking India instead of the walls running red with blood, they just run with butter chicken. Yeah, and then you have to get your own naan bread and swipe it off and eat it. I was, dude, I was gonna say like all the insulation in the house is naan bread, but anyway, that that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> what's going on. What does it smell like? What smell like cheese and garlic in here? Dude? <laughs> um, 
So, mate, big news today. Bit of medical marijuana. Yes, mate. I'm fucking well on the way to getting a, a, a medical marijuana, I guess, license. Yeah. Do you call per- it a um, permit? A permit? It's like a pen license, yeah, I'm I guess. A, I have a... I've been accepted... I mean, except the, the so don't the, tell the, the don't say the company name. I won't say the company name, but I am now. Uh, I have a consultation, a second consultation with a doctor who is going to discuss a treatment plan, treatment for my uh, many different ailments and uh, diseases and uh, different things that are wrong with me, so that I can start enjoying medical marijuana, which is just an insane strength compared to what you can just get out here on these streets. So, like, what did he say in the in the initial phone consultation? Uh, basically, just like wanted me to go through uh, why I think I need it. I had already filled out a form, so he knew everything that I was asking for. Like, I, I do have a bad back, I do have stage one scoliosis, and I do have anxiety. So those things already, and I have proof of those. Like, they didn't even ask for them. They're just like, yeah, sick. Um, and then oh, I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, they do. They just they know, dude. They fucking know that like it's sick to smoke weed, and they just want people out there to fucking experience it. And uh, I just went through all of that stuff and then just, you know, told them that I didn't think about killing myself, even though I do, and that I didn't uh, have... (laughs) (laughs) So that's one of the questions. And just before we go to the next stage, do you ever think about killing yourself? Yeah, and I'm just... And I I had someone being like, literally at least three or four times a week. Yeah. And not not even out of like, I'm sad, but out of more like convenience. Like it would be way more convenient if I just killed myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then then had then had to then had to save a hundred and forty grand for a ten percent deposit on a three bedroom house. Yeah, maybe I would just rather kill myself than never be able to afford to get into the housing market and have a family. Dude, maybe it would be more convenient. Do you know to what just I was thinking? Myself. Do you know what I was thinking today when I was driving around like doing my work? I just drove past some bogans that were just sitting, just drinking piss at a park bench, just long necks, just two mates having a good time. Mm. And I drive past them and I was like, maybe they've got it figured out. Dude, too. sometimes I genuinely look at the homeless with envy. I was like, these two And I two go, God, it must feel so free. I was like, these two blokes live in housing, government housing, where they don't have to pay rent. I assume they don't have to pay rent. Or they oh, get it's rent. very fucking subsidised. Yeah, like they're bro, paying give us like 25, 40 bucks a week or yeah, something. Yeah, give us 25 bucks and a fucking firm handshake. And, and, that, and the their whole out. family lives in like two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. And Which is a little bit cramped, but... Like, bro, the more you've kids got, you have, the more welfare you get. So pump them out. Yeah, and you've got fucking, you've got a roof over your head, bra. And these got like, it's a fucking, it's <laughs> you a, got a roof over here. You got a sick plug. It's a Wednesday, and this bloke is like, because dude, when I'm driving around at work doing my doing my business, and it's thirty degrees outside, and I'm in pants and a fucking business shirt. Yeah, I want to be at the beach too. I'd love to be sitting at a park bench, knocking back a long neck with one of the boys, and just being like, how good is it when everyone else goes to work and we get money from them going to work? 100% dude, and I honestly, because I know exactly what it's like, because I was unemployed for like two years and was just on the on, on the dull, mate. On the dull, bro. And let me tell you what, dude, I was fucking very excited to have a job, dude, and I was very excited to have a job, and honestly, that lasted a, probably three months, and now I'm... Back to being like, fuck, having a job is gay. It does suck. And like, I've just got too, too many responsibilities and too many bills to pay. Yeah, I've fucked up by having my, giving myself too many commitments that I now, they're like important that I keep us fucking maintaining them. I wish I just never had those things and I just kept living 
on 680 bucks a fortnight. 340 bucks a week, you can do it. You can do it, dude. You can definitely do it if you live in fucking government subsidized housing. Absolutely. You drink those cheap fucking beers, those ton beers, like the 30 pack, it costs you like 15 bucks. And, and if you sell drugs as well, boom. 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 Happy days. Happy fucking days. That's why those blokes are drinking. Yeah. And that I see plenty of they're them. They're at work. Here. Yeah, they're working. They're working, mate. They're on call, bro. They're on call. They're on call, bro. They're, they're fucking just on call. They're just waiting. Yeah. They're waiting for someone to go. They're waiting for someone to go, they're bro. They're on call, dude. I need, I need a 50 a weed. Can you help me out, bro? And yeah, they go, you go. And they go, and they're, oh, the other, I'll be home in half an hour. The other the dude's there for, you, for them to just go, mate, can you give me a lift? Yeah. Give me a lift to fucking rah, rah. I need to go fucking sell someone a queue. Yeah, mate, they do live a uh, a very good life. The uh, the old uh, the old bogans slanging drugs and living off uh, the dole. Um, but we're going to grab another beverage because it is hot. It's a hot day here in uh, in in Newcastle, and we will be right back. All right, cocksuckers, we are back. We're back. We've got a Major Tom New World IPA. Now, as some of you know, when I purchase these beverages. I don't look at the alcohol percentage in it. And this time, it's really kicked me in the dick hole because this is a 0.7% beer, which does suck, but I suppose it is good for you, young Taylor, if you've got to drive after this, so maybe we are being responsible. Yeah, it's not too bad since the previous beer we had was two and a half. Two and a half standard so we're getting We're still getting a good three standard drinks in in a podcast. Yeah. Which is not bad, if you ask me. Fucking not bad. And uh, so this is um, by Dayton Beer. Um, as we mentioned, it's called Dayton. Dayton. It's called Major Tom. Um, it's a deliciously crafted IPA for the modern human being. It's a brave new world. Own it. And then it just says contain lactoses and preservatives. So please keep me in the fridge. So keep basically, fridge. I think what they're what they're doing. So with for this, this beer, what you want to do is you want to have it cold. Oh, dude! I tell you where this else. is a beer that you have cold. All right. So I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like warm beers? <laughs> no, I'm not British, dude. Yeah. All right. So here's how they fucked us as well, Taylor. Just realised. What? And Dayton, you are getting a strike against your name for this. It's a 355 mil Canberra. If you are in the business, that's right, business of making beers, and you're not making 375 mil tins, go suck a dog dick, you fucking Derricks. This will be the first and last time I buy this beer. Better be fucking good, eh? It this better be fucking bit. good because, like, seeing 0.7 just grinding my gears a little bit. But then I was like, you know what? It's a responsible IPA. Well, honestly, this is, like, the same amount of alcohol content as, like, a Bud Light. Yeah, well, but who or even a, drinks Bud Lights, you know what I mean? What's the other one that they fucking I think Bud Light called? might be, like, a one standard drink at least. Do Americans even do standard drinks? Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. Um... But yeah, we could give that a goog and see how many fucking standard drinks are in a Bud Light. It's probably 1.1. 1. 1. All that all that Bud Light and Coors Light and shit tastes like it has water in it. Yeah, I went over there when I was young. I was about 15. And my parents let me drink because they're sick as fuck. And I was over there. And even then, because I was already drinking then. You and I was like, I was like a 15-year-old kid. And I was like, dude, why the fuck does the beer over here... It's, it's like watered down. Yeah. Watered down fucking beer, dude. It tastes like there's like, it tastes like a quarter of it is water. Yeah. Um, now, look, this beer is not too bad <laughs> after just roasting it, but 
here's the thing. I think if you're an IPA drinker, if you're a craft beer connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty nice. <laughs> I think if you're one of those guys, you do like the higher alcohol content. And you want it to fucking get you going a little bit. But you want to have a four pack and be a bit hey <clears throat> going. But if you don't want to, if you still want to just drink it, like, and I understand the angle of being like, we just don't want to have uh, mid-strength just strictly in lagers. It's um, not bad, man. Like, if you want to do a Shane Gillis and drink 15 beers on the Joe Rogan podcast and still be able to talk, these, yeah. are, you, these are you go. Because they go down easy. I can definitely see how you can just drink fucking five or six of these. Oh, you'd smash through those, dude. You could have a session on them, piece of piss. Fucking Dayton, don't ever, like, why, bro? Why make a 355 mil can? What are you saving, bro? Mountain Culture does it as well. 20 fucking mils. Dude. And I'll tell you what. Put Ma- it in there. Mountain Culture is one of the best breweries I in Australia. I come more than 20 mils. That's it, bro. So do I. I fucking come. My loads are more than 20 yeah. mils, dude. You could put a few of, you could put a couple more of my fucking loads into this. We've got frothy ejaculate that's more than 20 mils. My, my ejaculate is also 0.7 standard drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, mine so you may as well drink my cum Dude, mine would be at least 1.1 Because I'm constantly drunk, I think 1.1 standard drinks Now that's that's not that's a lie I'm not constantly drunk, ladies and gentlemen I've, it's, <laughs> it's a new year, it's a new me I'm a hot boy New year, new me, hot boy I went to the gym, bruh I've been, I've You've been, been going to the gym, dude You've dropped a couple of kegs Dropped a, dropped a, f- a couple of kegs You're going to look hot soon I'm, Oh, dude, that's the aim 2023 Yeah, you've got to be hot You've got to be the hottest you can be, dude I'm starting to Take that more seriously, dude. I got white sneakers now. Oh, dude, you got to be hot with white sneakers. I'm wearing I'm wearing blue jeans, blue blue stone wash jeans, and white sneakers, dude. Oh, I'm starting to be a hot boy. I'm getting cl- I'm getting shirts from True Classic. That's why they're fitting me heaps better. Oh, dude, dude they, they are fitting work? me better. Yeah, dude, they're fitting me way fucking better. They fit around my arms properly. The fucking it's like a bit more tighter up the chest to like bring my pecs out, dude. Because I got yeah, fucking nice got, pecs. You got the pecs. I got pecs, and then but like a little bit more looser around the fucking tum, dude. So you don't look like such a fat cunt. Cunt you sold me because they get them, dude. Fucking get them, dude. They are a little expensive. They're about thirty bucks, but th- but really, they're about thirty bucks a t-shirt, and that's not fucking bad for no, plain plain tees that make you look like a hot boy. My fucking missus sees them and she's like, "Damn, they fucking look great on you, dude." That's a, that's see, true classic snuck into my algorithm, and they went, "Hey, I rec- bud, I recommend them." They go, "We've seen a few recent photos of you, sir, and we've noticed that there's a little bit of pudding." That's mm. around your belly there. Not flattering photos. And either. they go, you didn't used to have that, did you? And I go, no, I have not had this in a very long time. And they go, well, how can we help cover this up a little bit? And they go, here's what you need. You need one of our teas. Oh, thanks, bro. He's just he's just dropped his guts right into the microphone. Now we're going to have to sanitize that. We're going to have to just make that like a cough tree only fucking. Yeah, but honestly, dude, that's fucking great content. Great content. Dude, farts are funny. Dude, farts are funny. Anyone who tries to act like a fart isn't funny is a fucking idiot. Dude, fuck. A for real idiot. And honestly, stop the cap. Stop because the cap. Stop capping, dude, because yeah. that's very fucking funny. Dude, I tell you what's, I tell you what's a great day. What? When your missus finally comes around to being like, yeah, farts are funny as fuck, dude. Dude, I've been very lucky, dude. Mine has like from almost day one has been like farts are hilarious. And now we we do just fart. My um my missus isn't a farter. She's not a tutor. Oh, and she's I, not a tutor? Well, she eats really clean. Like, oh, yeah. She Mine eats clean. Fast. She exercises. She doesn't drink. Like she's, 
She is a she's a, a a health of a human being. Ah, that's good on her, dude. Because my bitch rips ass. Oh, does she? Yeah, she's a ripping ass. She's a tootin' ass bitch. Tootin'. And uh, it was pretty funny because on Christmas, um, obviously you're indulging in in many different things. You're drinking. You're eating too much. You're not eating all the good things. And um, yeah, I, dude, I reckon I probably heard my missus fart maybe prior to Christmas. I reckon. Bro, three times. Damn, like dude. never. That's like in a day. And she dropped one of the funniest farts that I'd heard in <laughs> so long. And because it was a rarity, because it doesn't happen a lot, when she farted, I was like, that's the best. That's I, so funny. I audibly laughed for probably about 35 seconds. I had tears. Like, it was a tearjerker. That's how much I laughed. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's so funny. And then about 30 seconds later, I just returned serve with a... And... <laughs> and that's... Yeah, just a, just a sneaky... One of those ones that sneaks out. It's like... I think we've spoke about it before on the pod, but I'm more than happy to do it again. Oh, because, let's go. Because I think it is... Hey, the you want to talk farts? Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk farts. farts. Let's talk farts. Let's give a good at least five, ten minutes of farts. Okay, perfect. So some of my... If you're still listening to this podcast, you're about to get some nice fart content. Yeah, boys. Get around it. And hey... DM me, lads, and tell me about your funniest fart. Because yeah, tell us about the farts, dude. Tell us about tell us about farts in church, farts in school, farts like, in front of, at the family dinner table. Dude. Yeah, because you can do funny farts and you can blame it on a dog, you could blame it on a baby. But one of my favorite ones is this is this is a little bit of overshare, but that's what that's what podcasting is all about. When yeah, I drink we're a family here, when I drink too many craft beers, if I have like if I say I am drinking craft beers Friday, Saturday night. Sunday day, it is. They are some smelly farts. I don't know what's going on. You're the, in the, you're the mayor. Beers. You're the mayor of Fart City. But oh, the mayor. Like I'm like, but I'm an obnoxious mayor with like a pair of gold sunnies and you're a big mayor gold Quimby. Ch- yeah, I'm like mayor. Quimby. You're corrupt. Dude. Yeah, oh, you're corrupt the, and fucking cheating on picture, your missus and picture, fucking <laughs> models and shit. Picture oh, mayor Quimby, Fart City. but with a big gold chain and the gold chain just says. Mayor. You're 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 the mayor of fucking what was it fucking Detroit that was smoking ice? Yeah, dude, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just jarring my farts and selling them on the black market disguised as a hot bitch. Let's go. But so I remember walking, there was like a, there was a, there's a pub in town and um, in Stocko here and I walked in, it was packed mm. and uh, I had to shuffle around one side of the bar to get to a quieter place of the bar to where I could sit and kind of get service. So on the way through... I just went and just dropped like three bombs, just just crop dusted, just just crop dusted, and then just walked down and just sat on the other side of the bar, and then like just sat back and just watched the carnage. I felt like the Joker in the Batman. I was like, "Fucking, I'm here to watch the city burn." Nice. And so many cunts were just like offended. They were fouled out. They were like, "I can't believe this has happened. Who did that?" And the best, <laughs> the best thing was, dude, because I had moved around the bar and positioned myself away from the carnage, mm-hmm. all the blame fell on everyone else around the crop-dusted areas. Like, there was two blokes that were like, that was you. He threw out a classic. He goes, that's you. I know that was you, Taylor. That's your brand. <laughs> Which is such a funny expression. That's your brand. <laughs> That's your brand. And yeah, just, when you know someone close enough, you recognize their farts. And their farts, yeah. That's Dude, one of the funniest farts that I've ever done was I did a fart, did a series of farts 
on the plane to Japan. Oofed. That morning before we'd gotten on the plane, me and a whole bunch of my mates went to uh, Japan for my best mate's wedding. And at the airport was a coffee club. And I hadn't had breakfast this morning because we had to leave earlier. Yeah. And we got there. We got everything checked in. We had it. We were, you know, gave ourselves enough time because it's international flights. You got to be there four be there. days before. Yeah, you got to be. You gotta, if you're flying out on a Monday, mate, you got to be there on the Thursday beforehand. <laughs> and I fucking, I, there was a coffee club and I got Eggs Benny. Oh. I got Eggs Benny with a sprinkling of fat. Bit of fat, ah, dude. Oh, bit bit of, fucking bit of bit fat, of fat, 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 dude. Boy. I'm a fat boy. Yeah. I love fat. I love goat cheese. So I fucking did, had that, dude. Fast forward four hours. We're halfway on like the fucking nine, ten hour trip. Oh, plane no. trip to fucking Japan. It's a, it's a pretty long flight. I'm flying there because you, you fly and then you fly to Bangkok and then get on another plane from Bangkok to Melbourne. We're on our way to Bangkok. Yeah. And I'm about halfway there. And I'm, I, f- I can feel it, dude. Yeah. You know, when you can feel, you, you get like a warning in your stomach where you're like, you have seven minutes before you need to shit. Oh, right? I do know that feeling. Yeah. And I go, all right, what I'll do, I, I'll, I was at the back of the plane and my mates were a bit further up ahead because I booked my ticket late and I went to just walk because on international flights, dude, the plane's so big. There's like four, there's like three seats on the side, four in the middle and three on the other. It's a huge plane. People are just, once the seat belt lights off, people are just up walking around, walking to other people, like <laughs> just hanging out with people and yeah. shit. So I like, I was like, oh, I'll just go see my mates. <clears throat> As I'm walking up the plane, dude, I just go, it was like a fucking old car starting, dude. Fucking yeah. blah, 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 blah. just fu- like ripping ass, dude. Could they hear it? Was it at no, audible? dude? Because it's fucking you're in the plane, so yeah. it's just that constant, like in the plane. Yeah. So I just you couldn't hear a thing. I just walk up there and I'm up there and I fucking just crop dusted this entire fucking plane of international travelers. Then I get up to my mates and I'm just hanging out, like you know what's up. We're just hanging out and I look back, dude. And I just see five to ten rows of people just going, oh, and like looking around each other like, who the fuck? And I'm looking back, dude. And some guy's like, what? And then like looks down and we lock eyes. And I just go, oh, you gave and him I, gave him, I gave him a nod and he goes, you. And then he just starts laughing. <laughs> and then I just start laughing, dude. And my mate's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, oh, bro, sorry. I just fart as cropped ass in the whole plane. And they're like, oh, Taylor, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? And I was like, damn, dude, that's fucking the best, dude. Let's go, Japan. Dude, I remember- It's nearly the third nuclear bomb, dude, on the way to fucking Japan. <laughs> it was Hiroshima, Hiroshima. Dude, I remember um, in primary school, I think like one of the first times that I had learned just how funny- the power of a fart was, is there was this kid with ADD. Uh, his name was Jesse, and he was a bit of a loose unit. And he knew that he had a fart in the bank. In the In the chamber. He was ready to rock and roll. And the teacher had asked us a question. I can't remember what it was. Let's just say, for instance, it was like, what was the famous quote that Ned Kelly <laughs> like said prior to dying? And Jesse's like, oh, miss, 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 I know, I know. She's like, all right, Jesse, what is it? 
and we're sitting down like cross leg. He then unties one leg, brings his knee to his chest and just goes, Womp, and just lets <laughs> out like, the biggest fart cut and like everyone just lost it. And bro, we were maybe in year one. Like I and obviously it wasn't Ned Kelly that we were learning about. The dude, I was just like, oh man. That's a true comedic genius. Dude, right that's there. so fucking funny. Bro. Oh man, it was the best. I was like, this guy is he's just endless entertainment. Like, cause we all went to school with someone like I think I've got ADD, but did you go to school with someone who genuinely had some crazy like ADD? Like, yeah, dude, was I like, was I'm, that I was that kid. I have ADHD. Jesse fully like whipped a shoe off one time and threw it at a teacher, and then like when the teacher went ballistic, he threw another one and like hit a computer, and it, like shit was just go- getting fucking real. It was that's so fucking it funny, was wild. dude. Dude, another one of the funniest times. This wasn't my fart; it was someone else's fart that I. It, it's still to this day one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my whole life. Yeah, right on. Uh, my mate and I smoking weed, hot boxing, hot box, hot boxing at fucking at Greenway in Greenway on the lake. I know ex- that little car near, park near the car park near the scouts. Bro. Near the scouts, bro. Yes, yeah, 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 bro. Dude. I've been done by coppers there. Yeah, I have to tell yeah. you after this fart story, but yeah, dude, continue. Dude, on. me and my me and my best mate was smoking weed in his little fucking silver Honda Civic, dude. Smoke just hot boxing. Me and my best boy. Yeah, still my best mate to this day. Shout out, what's his name? Shout out Dan, bro. Shout out Dan, his beautiful daughter. And uh, we were smoking weed on that in in that car park. And his girlfriend at the time was there with her friend, which I, I didn't really know. We didn't really know her. I don't think she went to our school. Yeah. It was just her friend from high school or something because fucking ACT does that gay thing where you fucking go 7 to 10 as a high school and then 11, 12 as a college. And then so they were in the car next to us. Yeah. And we're all, you know, we're smoking weed, we're hotboxing. And the friend... Hadn't really smoked weed before. Oh, right. So, this was might be one of her first few times of smoking weed. So, we're smoking weed, we're smoking weed. And then we all, we, me and my mate are just laughing, giggling about something probably fucking hilarious that we said because we're both hilarious. And we sort of hear some commotion in the car next to us. And we just see his girlfriend open the door and get out and walk around to the other side and open the door and, like, start helping her friend out. This girl's greening out. Oh, no. She's starting to green out. She's losing control of her limbs. She's like, you know, remember when chicks green out, they just, like, they start blobbing around? Yeah. They look like a a human jellyfish. They're like, yeah. And she was doing that, right? And she's just lost control of her body. So we go, and you know how there's, like, there's those big stones? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, we sit her on one of the stones and we're sitting there and she's like, and then she goes to throw up and she goes and like stops herself, but then just goes and just, <laughs> just let's rip dude. But like, she goes, she's like bobbing and she goes, and as she's still bobbing, she goes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She she fucking can't even talk, bro. She couldn't talk this whole time. Yeah. The first word she said, we were doing, we've been sitting at her for fifteen minutes trying to help her, and she's bobbing around, and she just goes, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. dude, I I I stood. I was like crouching down. As soon as it happened, me and my friend 
both, without even saying anything, we both stood up, turned around, and walked away. Just and just too the, much. the opposite direction and just walked off and just, we got about 15, 20 meters away of like holding in laughter before we just burst out into laughter, dude. I reckon I was laughing for 15, 20 minutes. Eyes drenched, like running down my face of tears. My stomach was hurting. Like my chest was hurting because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I was like getting lightheaded because I wasn't getting any air in. I, that was the hardest I've ever laughed in my fucking I think life at that point, dude. I think it it's so funny because funny. like girls are grossed out by farts. Girls don't think farts are funny. So then when they drop one, it is just, you're like, yes. <laughs> it's like you've just peeped into a parallel universe. You're like, this is the greatest. About that car park, imagine living across the road from that car park and just seeing how many P-plate cars come there. Oh, yeah, dude. And so then just many, dude. smoke just coming out of the window. It I wouldn't be uncommon to go there and try and smoke weed with your boys and already see about like four, five, six other people Ca- like doing the exact there, same doing thing. the exact same thing. Yeah, because it's at the time in your life where you're a young degenerate. You don't have the <laughs> you <laughs> don't have the money to live out of hand no, out of you, home. No, you don't. Because everyone's seventeen. Everyone's seventeen, and it's just like I work fucking part time at JJ's twice a week, and I've got enough for us yeah. to get a fifty. My fortnightly my fortnightly pay is three hundred and fifteen bucks. Yeah. And at the time, I'm like, bowler. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so sick, bro. I can get a pair of jeans from General yeah. Pants. I'm going to Parliament. I'm getting a fresh I'm going to going Parliament. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Parliament to get some new Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> to get some new Billies. Yeah, some new get Billies. Get some new get Billies. Get some fresh dude. Billies get in some a t shirt. F- get some fresh black and white striped Billies. Yeah. <laughs> or some, or some all white Billy shoes. And then just have the chick, they'd be like, oh my God, that shirt looks so fucking good. Show me again. No, show me. Like, turn around. Oh my God, are you going to get that? You should get that. Yeah, and it's a a fluoro orange v-neck that's worth $5. Yeah. And or or like one that has like a fucking, it's like a death by zero shirt. And it's like a hot model that she's got like her eyes blacked out. And there's like a crow and an upside down cross on your forehead, on her forehead. Yeah. And then Japanese writing on the, in, in the bottom left corner. Yeah. And then she's like, oh my God, please tell me. Where are you going out? Are you going out tonight? Fuck yeah! I'll are you guys you. going? I was going. Are you guys going to Yarralumla Woolshed? Are you going to Acads? Are you going to be at Acads later? Because that's where me and my friends are going to go. Anyway, we're getting off topic, but back to this car park. <laughs> I remember, like, because you're 17, right? You didn't, you don't have any responsibilities, and your friends are dumb dogs as well. And I remember at 17, we went there. Actually, I, I would have been older. I probably would have been about maybe 19, maybe 20. Mm. Maybe 20, because I remember the girl that I was dating at the time was a little bit younger, and her and her friend had started getting into weed because that's what me and my friends did. And yeah. I think it was like a bit of young girl just trying to do what they thought was cool. But they eventually were just like, oh, smoking weed is actually very chill. Yeah. This is, this is it's very activity. funny that people are like, oh, maybe I'll just smoke weed to like try and seem like I'm cool. And then you do like, actually, no, smoking weed is cool. Yeah. Like what's that? What's your, like, what's the old thing? I'm not a drug addict at all. Yeah. What's that? What's that old expression? Smoking weed doesn't make you cool. But if you smoke weed, you're probably cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so <laughs> one day we're sitting there and like her friend's like, let's like, where can we go? We, don't, we had nowhere to go. And she's like, oh, I've got my license. Let's just cruise around to this car park. So we're sitting there 
smoking smoking weed. There's probably five or six other cars <laughs> that are all doing the same. And bro, next minute, like a cop car's just like rolled in. Everyone is just like, fuck, should we just get out and run? So we've stashed a little bit. This isn't the first time this has happened to me, by the way. So we'd stash, we're trying to stash and just like hide it. And uh, yeah, the cop comes up and like knocks on the window and is just like, we've she's like wound down the window and she's like, hey. And he's like, what are you guys up to? And she just pissed herself laughing. And it was just like, he knew, he knew that we knew. And we knew that he knew, and we were like, fuck, bro, like, you got us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not much you can do, eh? Oh, you man. just got to be like, hey, look, man. And he's Honestly, just, it's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, and he goes. What it looks like, it is. And he goes, and ha- he goes, all right, how much you got, how much weed do you guys have? And, like, this is camera, so it's pretty much decriminalized at this point. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, ACT was way ahead of its time. Yeah. Even then. So I was just like, just show him the chop bowl that you've got and just say that that's all you've got. So we show that there was like maybe like 30 bucks worth of weed chopped up and spun in there. And he's like, all right, cool. And he's like, you can't drive home. And he's just, and we're like, yep, yeah, sweet. And he goes, I could give you a fine and you could lose demerit points, but I can see that you're a pee plater and I can see that maybe you're a young person that just made an honest mistake. And we're all sitting there like, we're all honest people that have just made an honest mistake. So our friend had to go to this like two-day course of why you shouldn't do drugs and drive. And like she didn't lose any points, didn't get fined, nothing. <coughs> that's great, man. That's fucking, honestly, that's very fucking That's sick. like the best cop <coughs> interaction you can have for smoking weed in a car. Yeah, definitely, dude. Absolutely, dude. Because, and ACT is very good for that. Yeah. The cops there are probably, they're not these fucking New South Wales wankers, dude. New South Wales cops are cunts. Oh, but man. In Newcastle in, in cops Canberra, have been awesome. In, the, in Canberra, they are fucking, they're, they're pretty decent, dude. I've had some aggro cops in Canberra. I've had the opposite. I've had some. It depends, dude. If you're smoking weed or you're just fucking around, they're good. But if you're, if you're interacting with cops that are patrolling Civic... On a Saturday night, dude. Oh, those cops are shit cunts. Those are the those are those people are worse than Stalin. It's because those. People I would prefer to hang out with Stalin than a cop that's had to fucking patrol outside Mooseheads at two o'clock. On it's a because Saturday. like they <laughs> just they just get like they just get those young alpha cops that they're just like yeah just juice up do jujitsu and just arrest <laughs> juice up do jujitsu and get sleeve tattoos. Yeah, dude. How many cops have you seen that are literally that? Yeah, hundred. Be- Literally ninety five percent. Ninety five percent of the of the cops that have to go out and go to fucking Garima Place, yeah, at fu- on on Friday and Saturday nights is that, and the other five percent are like five two chicks, yeah, who are just like, all right, relax, bitch. Let's be real here. You're only gonna arrest uh, arrest me if I let you, yeah, because I'm gonna get boner when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only <laughs> chance you have of detaining me is if I be nice about it and entertain the idea that you're a real cop. To be honest, I think that most female cops would easily arrest me and fucking throw me in the back of a paddy wagon. I don't think I'd put out much of a resistance. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm 100% bitch cunt. <laughs> I'm 31 years old, bro. I can't lie. I can't keep up this facade anymore. They'd, if they wanted to, they'd just hip toss me straight to the ground and be like, stay still, cunt. And I'd be like, yeah. yes, man. But just previously on that before, man, dude, like sometimes I fucking miss the thrill of smoking weed when you're like 16, 17. The effort that you went to, dude. Remember when you would go, you would take you like three, four hours of 
texting people, going and meeting someone, meeting someone else, them putting you on just to get a fucking stick that you and your mate would share in the front seat of a car at a car park in a lake. Yeah. And dude. you and and that would be and you would have so much fucking fun. Oh, and so then you'd much leave. fun. You'd leave and you'd still have enough weed for the next weekend. Yeah. Miraculously. You'd have three cones each and just be like, be oh, and cactus. Then, and then you would drive around to Maccas in Tuggernong. Oh, and then dude. you would get Maccas and that car park that was right across the road from Maccas, you would pull in there and you would just, I would just munch a chicken bacon deluxe meal. <laughs> <laughs> when they used to still have chicken bacon deluxe chicken ba- a large chicken bacon deluxe meal with a coke and then you would get 10 nuggets and then you would split the nuggets and you would put five for he- for your mate and five for you and you would just sit there and num, 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 num. and then you would go to 7-Eleven in Arendale and you would get a, <laughs> and you would get like a dare ice coffee and a Snickers and then, <laughs> and then you would sit there and just be like mm, I fucking love you bro num, 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 num. Oh, Dude. that's so funny I need to tell you about the first time that I smoked weed absolutely go for it bro the first time I smoked I'm just gonna crack this Beverage, actually. Crack the bev. Back uh, with one of last week's heroes, uh, Filter Hazy Pale. Had a few spares, so I'll be indulging in that. That's good, dude. And honestly, if you love smoking weed and you love us, go and buy tickets to my Canberra Comedy Festival show with Sam Silla. Bradley Bishop is the opening act. Yeah. Go and get it, dude. The Canberra Comedy website, dude. Go Or go to the link in my bio or my Instagram on Sam Silla's Instagram bio. All of these links, dude. We've been posting stories. Let's sell this fucking thing out, dude, and get a fucking second show. Let's go. Hey, do you know what I did yesterday, bro? What'd you do, bro? Bro, I sold 14 tickets yesterday, Let's bro. go, dude. 14. Woo. You know, I put the signal out to a few friends I'm very fortunate Where I've I've, I've, be, I've made plenty of friends Throughout my life it, When I first Started working at Vikings At 18 Two of my mates Were like Bro you need to be a comedian I was like Cunt I'm never going to be a comedian Way too Way too hard Didn't give it much thought Anyway Them two and their missus Are coming Fucking shout out to those boys AJ and AJ and Ryan Love those cunts So I want to have it. Oh dude This is something I want to talk to you about Before I give you my Weed smoking story Yeah go for it we need to have an official after party somewhere. Okay. We need to organise an official after party where, because I'm sending out the, the bat signal to the boys and I'm saying, lads, we are, because I get hit up all the time from my mates in Canberra, boys that listen to the pod, when are you coming to Canberra? When are you doing a set? And a lot of people realise that Canberra's just not the spot for comedy. It's just simply not, really. <laughs> it's simply Until not. Once a year when you get the Canberra Comedy Festival and the the city's got a bit of buzz about it when it comes to That comedy. week might be like the most energy that's in the city. Yeah, it's, or especially around comedy. That or summonats. Some, fucking summonats, bruh. And um, so, yeah, like once a week I get hit up. So I've, I've told all those boys, hey, I'm going to be back this this time. But I don't want to do 10 minutes up top and then just kind of be like, catch you later, lads. I want to like I want to show the appreciation of them coming out, so I'd love to do an official after party somewhere. Let's fucking let's figure it out. So we'll figure it out, and then we'll let you know where the after party's happening, and we can all get on it. Now, back to first time I smoked a whole marijuana plant was with my friend um, Connor, and Connor was like one of my most interesting friends in high school that like I started becoming friends with him like year 10 maybe 10 11 12 and like you know when you're like 
you befriend someone, you're like, why the fuck wasn't I friends with this guy for ages? So, like, he was in my, my house group. Mm. So, like, <clears throat> seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, like, you all go up, like, together, like, with the same lads. Mm-hmm. I was like, why the fuck haven't I been friends with this guy for ages? He's a fucking mad cunt. And um, I remember, like, at 17... Like going over to Connor's house and knock knocking on the door. His dad answered and I was like, "What's up? Is Connor home?" And he's like, "Yeah, we we had to work on this stupid house video to like get people amped, and it wasn't stupid. It was actually pretty fun. So basically, you make like a comedy video to get the whole house hype to perform well at the swimming carnival, etc. So we came up with this idea of like, hey, like you need to practice swimming, but what do you do if you don't have a pool? So then what we did is we hit up our friends that had pools. And we're like, can we film ourselves, like, scoping out your house and, like, jumping over and then doing what we'd call, like, a power lap. So, like, you run and jump into a random's pool and, like, swim, like, two laps as quickly as you can and then run out. But we'd get, like, the dad to, like, walk out and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And, like, we've done a power lap and it looks like a random, like, we've just jumped this random's house. Um, Connor had, like, a pool in his backyard that was fucked so he was swimming in like literally just like brown, like algae filled water. And it was just horrendous. But like his, his parents were just like real chill and just let him do like pretty much whatever. So he was like, he was a friend's house that so he could have a few beers at or like do whatever. And the parents. The cool parents the house. Cool parents the cool parents house. The cool parents house. Where the dude. parents. Out a few cool parents. Where man. the parents just go, we know what it's like to be a teenager. We know you're going to be a degenerate. Be a degenerate here. Because we can keep an eye on you being a degenerate. We yeah. can keep an eye on the degeneracy. Mom. We can let you get to a certain level of degenerate before we say, young man, tone down the degeneracy, please. Yeah, my parents were the cool parents. I think... Never anything I, at my house, though, because I lived in Bungendore. But they, yeah. my, my parents were always the ones that, like, bought us booze and stuff like that. Look, I don't think I... I'd and I turned out fine. Kids? <laughs> <laughs> kids aren't on the horizon for me and my partner anytime soon. But if I ever was to be a kid, I mean a parent, sorry, I think I'd like to be a cool parent. But I'm going to be a cool dad. I'd like to just be like, look, bruh, I'd like the youngins just to feel like they could have a house where they could Because they're going to do bit. it. They're going to do it. I'd rather, do them do, I'd rather them do it near me. Yeah, than sneak down so to an oval. I can take care of them, then sneak down to a fucking oval, dude, and get shit-faced on $7 goon bags and then get fingered. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that. You want to get. You want your son to be doing that. Yeah. You don't want your daughter to be doing that. No, not at all. Um. So anyway, so Connor had cool parents, and um, <laughs> we got we got sidetracked. Anyway, we were trying to work. We we're trying to work this video out. We was coming to the editing process, and like neither of us are great. Were great with computers, and we couldn't get this video to work. And it was due the next day. And Connor's like, "Fuck, man, I'm so stressed out." I need to have a cone. And I was like, oh, we, there's ice cream here. And he just, <laughs> he looked at me. And, was, and he was like, yes, but that's after. And he's like, mate, you are a dead set child, like a 17 year old child. And um, he's like, no, I'm going to, like, I'm going to smoke some weed. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. Like, you can't do that, Connor. That's really bad. And he's just like, dude, it's not that bad. He, he like, he looks at me. He's just like, bruh, like you drink. So, like, if you drink, you can do this as well. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, that's illegal. That's breaking the law. And he's like, you're breaking the law drinking underage. He's like, plus it's not that bad. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I don't know, dude. Like, we've got exams and stuff tomorrow. He's just like, dude, we've also got to do this thing. Like, fuck it. 
let's just have some. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, before we do it, he goes, I'm going to go get McDonald's. And he's like, but I'll teach you how to smoke one. And I was like, okay. So he teaches me how to utilize a bong. And I'm like, how many do I need to have? And he goes, trust me, you'll know when you're high. And I was just like, okay. Dude, so come it's, on. So I was like, it's got to be like drinking, right? So like I am smoking like these like little baby ones. And I'm so like. So you got to have three before you feel something? Yeah. So, so I, had like, I had like three or maybe four before like feeling anything. And then, like, by the time Connor's left and then gone, like, come back, like, I remember just being really baked in his backyard looking at this big gum tree. And the way that the shadows formed on the tree, it formed, like, you know, do you remember the old school drama masks? There was two drama yeah, masks. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had, like, the semicircle eyes. Yeah. It had, and like, one a, was laughing and one was crying. One was crying. crying, yeah. So it had, like... Because comedy it, and tragedy. Yeah, it had the, like, the comedy mask on. Like, this tree looked like... The shadows just look like that's what it had on there. And I was like, oh, that tree's in a fucking good mood. Man, that's fucking sick. And the way that it was just like blowing in the wind, like it just looked kind of looked like it was just dancing and just having a good time. And I was just sitting there just like in my own world, just kind of following this tree along. I have no idea how long I was doing that for. Connor comes back. He's like, bro, are you okay? And I was just like, bro, check the tree out, man. The tree's smiling at us. Like he's got a big smile on his face. He's like, how much did you have? And I was like, I don't know, maybe four. He's like, you had four cones. He's oh, like, is that bad? He's like, dude. no. He's like, it's not bad. He's like, it's for more your first time. It is, yeah, dude. He's like, it's more than I what I was expecting. And I was like, am I gonna be fucked? Like, and he's like, no, everything's gonna be alright. And then like, we sat there. I remember eating a Big Mac, just being like, bro, this is the best tasting thing I think I've ever had. And we just hosed ourselves, and then like went inside, did some drawing. Bro, I remember like falling asleep in his, in his room. Waking up and being like, oh, dude, it must be like 10 o'clock because I've had the best sleep of my life. And then I looked down. I was like, oh, dude, it's time to go to school. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Sweet. Let's roll out. Dude, I went, had an exam at like 9 a.m. and got the highest marks in the class for my exam. Let's go, dude. Let's, before we get too excited, I was doing accredited. It was in English. Okay. <laughs> It was a five hundred word. It was a five hundred word essay, but I smashed it, bro. Yeah, like, good. That's still probably, good, dude. Still, Don't still the highest mark. What you achieved. It was fucking hilarious. And then at the end of it, all of that, we couldn't get the video to work, so we just let let the boys out. I'm not sure if it was swimming, but it was what, every video that we tried to make. It ended up fucking. It ended up getting fucked. We just couldn't show it. And by the end, our house dean was very upset with us. Damn, like, dude, dude, give us a break. We're trying to film with a fucking JVC that like. You gotta convert it. You had to convert it to like VHS or like a DVD. It was just a nightmare, dude. I was like, "Fuck this noise." Yeah, dude, that's fucking sick, dude. The I think the first time I ever smoked weed was literally in Greenway spot. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the first time. No, because the first time I tried it was I tried it at a mate of mine's birthday party when I was fifteen. And you know how like the first time that you really probably tried it doesn't work that well for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I, I smoked it out of a joint the first time and then I didn't try it again for at least another year. And then a year later, I tried it and we, you know what, how, how we did it? We took us about two hours to find a stick, 20 bucks, which we both went halves in because at, at that point you couldn't afford 20 bucks. Yeah. And we went to 7-Eleven in Arendelle and we got some like chalky milk, some snacks, and then we got a can of Coke 
each. Oh, oh just one can of Coke, sorry. He did a can, he did And it. then we fucking just went and we just opened the can and just poured it no. out, dude. Made a can. He had, had some fucking, no. had some pens from our school bags. Oh, and no. just pops them in, did a little dint in, even it out. Finger chop. Oh. And just put on there and just, you know, wiggle the fucking little knob thing yeah. that you open the can with off. And then you just fucking sh- and dude, at first we we're like, oh, I don't know if we'd smoking that smoke that much, so we should smoke more. We both had like three or four cones each out of the fucking thing, out of the candy, yeah. And then just almost out of nowhere, dude, I was just like, boom, <laughs> 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 my fucking brain was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I felt like someone had grabbed my ankles and was trying to drag me through the floor towards the engine. Yeah. That's what I felt. I was just sitting in the front seat of my mate's car going like, uh, and that we, <laughs> my mate was used to do this thing. My mate used to, before we even really understood what podcasts were, cause this was like 2012, 2013. He used to, without telling us me and the boys, he would just put record on his phone uh, and just record our conversations. conversations. Yeah. And he did that and he just put it in the center console and just let us fucking go, dude. Let the boys ramble. And at one point, dude, we were talking about, we went to McDonald's and I would always get chicken bacon deluxe. Yeah. Obviously, dude. CBD, mate. Peak fucking meal. And he, my mate would always get a Big Mac meal. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, and I, I was, I kept going like, it's very funny that they call it the Big Mac and it's not the biggest burger that you can get yeah. at McDonald's. No. It's not really the Big Mac. They need to sort it out. But it's not they? really the Big Mac, dude, they because my chicken bacon deluxe is way bigger. The quarter pounder is bigger. At least the double quarter pounder is bigger. The Angus is a bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then we'll just, I was talking to him, dude, and I was just like, it shouldn't even be called that, bro. It should be called a fucking medium Mac. Medium yeah. size Mac, dude. These yeah. should be called fucking medium Macs. The regular Mac. And in that moment, that was the funniest thing that anyone has ever said in their life, dude. Oh, to And so 17? there's just a recording in the cloud, dude. Somewhere. Somewhere of me saying they should be medium Macs. Look you at it. It's a, it's a regular, it's a medium size Mac. And then laughing... For about 15 minutes. Oh, dude, when, you, when you're chopped, that's fucking A-grade material. I was going to say you should almost bring that back. I, um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I ever told you this story, and apologies if I have, but I don't think I've told it on the pod before, but one of the funniest fucking things, I think I was maybe, it was my first year out of school, and I didn't want to go to uni, and I was working at Vikings in Arendelle, and one of my Jeez. mates, Pat Joyce, was working there as well. And Pat is, and still to this day, is just a fucking mad cunt. Like, one of the last times I seen him was at, um, I think, my school reunion. He's just a fucking legend. He was just, a, he's a good cunt. And um, he, I think I got him a job or he just ended up working there as well. So we're doing functions and then we eventually transitioned into, like, actually the club. And one night we both had it off and... At the time, I don't know if he still does, but Pat was smoking a bit of weed and he's like, hey, like, do you reckon we should, like, smoke some weed? And I've always been, like, the guy that rolls rolls joints. Yeah. So I said to him, I was like, yeah, we can do that. And very similar situation to what you said. I think we were waiting to get paid or something. 
and we maybe had 10 bucks each or something. We were fucking poor as fuck. And so we cruised to get this stick. We were super excited. We're like, yeah, we got the stick. But it was at the point in time where <laughs> we would spin Sticks. it. Sticks. And yeah, twenty bucks of the weed, right? Sticks, dude. Imagine if you tried to get a stick now. Dude. It would be, it'd be if you I had a l- stick, dude. It would be gone in fifteen minutes, and you just get laughed at. And I would be like, yeah, if you, if you're, if you're a, twi- I'm a twenty-seven. If I, me as a twenty-seven-year-old man, went to a drug dealer and asked, "Can I get a stick?" They would be right to point and laugh in yeah. my face. And then just be like, hey, dude, get out of my house. Yeah, are you sick? I've got plenty to sell, but are you, you go, are you get go out of my house. hotbox your mate's second-hand Honda Civic in yeah. a fucking lake? Yeah. So basically that was the situation Paddy and I were in. And I said to him, I was like, mate, fuck, we don't have anything to spin this with. And he's like, fuck. And I was like, bro, how much money do you physically have? And he was like... But I think I've got two bucks. And Ramage to his wallet, he had two bucks. And I was like, fuck. And he's like, and I was like, what are we going to do, man? And I was like, wait. One of, like, my best mate lived at these apartments in Greenway, just in Tuggerong there. Like, so I was like, we'll go get Mike. I know for a fact that he has cigarettes. So we rock mm. up. I'm fucking calling his apartment. No answer. I'm ringing him flat stick. He'd worked, like, night shifts, stayed up throughout the day and then just zonked out, like, and he was gone. Like, we couldn't wake him up. And I go back to the car and I go to, I go to Joycey. I'm like, fuck, man, I can't, I, what are we going to do? And as, like, a Hail Mary, he's just like, bro, why don't we go to Tuggeranong Maccas? And he goes, there'll be some bogan cunt smoking, smoking a durry there. And I was like, Joycey, that is the most ludicrous suggestion I've ever heard. And he goes... We don't have an option. He's like, let's just try it. So he but when you analyze it, that's actually a very smart idea. Bro, what are the smartest what ideas? Are the smartest that, ideas, dude. Bro, and then th- th- so this story takes a, a left hand turn for the best, right? So we cruise in, we're looking at McDonald's on the left. There's not a soul there except for the people that are working. I was like, fuck. And I go, all right, Joycey, it's like it's almost ten o'clock. Like, let's just go home and just deal with it. We look over at KFC across the road from McDonald's in this car park and we see a little puff of smoke just go out. And I was like, oh, brah. And I'm like, that cunt's got darts. And Joyce, he gives me two bucks and he goes, I'm paying, you go do the talking. I can't remember if he came with me or not, but like I walk up to this dude and I'm like, hey, mate, how are you? And he's like, yeah, good, how you doing? I was like, yeah, not too bad. I'm like, how's your night been? He's like, can I help you with something, dude? And I was just like, look, I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. And he's like, okay. And it's like, me and my friend just picked up some weed and we don't have anything to spin it with. I saw that you were smoking. I was wondering if I could buy a cigarette off you for two bucks. And he's like, are you fucking serious? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm fucking dead set serious. And he's just like, where's like, and just looked at Joyce. He's like, all right, man, you can have a ciggy. He's like, no worries. So, like, gives me a cigarette. I give him two bucks. I'm like, you're a fucking legend. And he's like, are you seriously going home to fucking smoke weed? And I was like, yeah, dude. And he's like, my friend works at KFC here. And I was like, okay. And he's just like, do you want one of these buckets of chicken? He had an entire, like, three oh. entire buckets of chicken because KFC had just closed. 
And he's like, I'm going home with my mate to do the exact same thing. He finishes in five minutes, but we won't eat three buckets of chicken. If you boys want a bucket of chicken, like, just take it and go. So me and Joyce just went home, <laughs> smoked this doobie, bro, oh. and we're just hooking into the kernel, and we're like, how good is this? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Joyce, you're a fucking genius. Cunt. Yes! <laughs> Dude, that's, it was, that's Jesus. People say, when is Jesus coming back? He's already come. He's, oh, Jesus is there, Jesus bro. is back, dude. And we were two good Catholic high school boys. Oh. Right? That was that was Jesus being like... That's fucking incredible, dude. It was like when... You know when Jesus turned water into wine? Like, we turned two bucks into a dairy and, and a bucket of kernel. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is the greatest. This is the great... To, at that point, I was like, this may be the greatest weed adventure I'd, I'd been on to date. Dude, that's so fucking funny, dude. My mates and I, that's shit like that is stuff that you remember, dude. It's it it, it bonds you and your boys together. I was no fucking shit, dude. Me and my friends were smoking weed, high as fuck, and we went to a Hungry Jack's drive-thru. Yep. We ordered our meals, but obviously, being young, you can't order everything that you want. So we're getting like, you know a bacon deluxe small meal and shit like that, dude. We order all this stuff. We get given this big bag and then they hand us a tray. There's only three of us in the car. They hand us two trays of eight drinks. Yeah. And we just go, thanks. All right, thank you. And then we drive away, dude. We open up. We've been given someone else's meal. Yeah, dude, that's the Lord's work. This meal had like three double whoppers with cheese. Oofed. Some fucking. (laughs) 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 My inner fatty just released like like a twenty pack of fucking nuggets, dude. dude. Like five things of chips, like an extra couple like cheeseburgers. In it, dude. It had so much in it. And we just drove away and we're just smashing these things, dude. To the point where, like, we had, like, a Whopper each. And then we had some nugs and some chips. And then we hang around a little bit. And then we just still had so much left. So you just smoke more weed in the car. And then, like, an hour goes by because it goes like that. And then you just fucking, oh, shit, I'm hungry again. Reach in, grab another burger. We all had, like, three burgers, dude. That's insane, dude. And It was fucking the best ever. It's funny, like, when you say that those little moments like that just bond your mates forever. When I travelled the States in 2015, I went with my best mate, Mike, and our other good friend, Perry. And, like, I remember on the first day, Michael was like, we should, we should write a journal about, like, everything that happens on each day so we can go back and reflect on this, like, as we get older. Because he's like, this, guys, is going to be... Like, one of the best trips of our entire life. Mm. Which is gay. Which we, me and Perry were like, dude, we should write a journal. Like, <laughs> like we, we should write a journal yeah, and then suck each other's assholes. It's going to be one of the best trips of our life. We're like, get a fucking grip, you loser. But mm. do I regret not writing a journal? Of course, of course he was right. He was so right, dude, because like, at the time, it's three mates, mid-twenties, travelling the States, too much money, no responsibility. Every town that we went to, we were just like a fucking random just anomaly that had just rocked up. We went to off-the-beaten-track places. And everywhere we went, there was just like a classic story. One of my favourite ones was we were in Denver, Colorado, 
And we went out on this night night on the piss and just got drunk. And, like, when you're Australian in the States, people just befriend you. And they're like... Yeah, they love us. They're like, hey, you're you're an actual Aussie. You need to come... You need to come drink with... You need to come meet my friend. Have you have you met my friend, Monica? You, you would honestly love Monica. You need to come. So <laughs> then, like, next minute, you just You'll drink... You honestly it. love Monica. Yeah. She has a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> she has a pussy and a can-do attitude. You're like, sweet, let's go meet her. And so we're, we're just sitting there just drinking. Anyway... It turns into this, like, this club upstairs. There's a DJ playing. DJ's black. He's cool as fuck. He's dropping bangers. Sick. My best mate, Michael, is, like, the ultimate friendly dude that can just talk to anyone and be friends with anyone. Where I take a little bit to warm up to people and I'm like, oh, fuck this cunt. Like, what What are we, why are you wasting your time talking to this guy? Anyway, MK is talking to him. And uh, gets his gets his number and he's just like, hey, man. And basically the, the crux of the story is we're all outside the club at like two in the morning or something. And Michael's talking to the DJ who's also named Mike, Black Mike for this story. And um, like Black Mike's like, yeah, man, like just let us know when you're back in Denver. We'll hit it up. I know all the clubs, know all the people, know everything that you need to do. You guys ever been to the Red Rocks? Have you seen the Red Rocks yeah. Amphitheater? Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, oh, dude, it's our dream to go to the Red Rocks. We were both into producing music at this point. And he's like, yeah, cool, man. He's like, just let me know when you guys want to come back. I'll get you tickets. We'll kick it. It'll be all good. And MK, my mate's like, how good's this? And I was like, bro, this guy's probably talking shit, but fucking, it is what it is. You've got his number. So a month later, we go back to Denver. Because, like I said, we've got too much money, no responsibility. We're just like, what do we feel like doing? And I was like, let's go to Denver. We've got free accommodation there. Fly back to Denver from, I think, California. Message Black Mike. And we're like, hey, Black Mike, can you get us tickets to, you know, this this show? This show had Porter Robinson, Skrillex, Glitch Mob, uh, Destructo, and, like, two or three others. I can't remember. And... um. Anyway, lo and behold, Black Mike doesn't get back to us. So I say to my friend, MK, I'm like, I told you, motherfucker, that guy was a shit talker. It is what it is. Let's just buy tickets. He's like, let's wait to hear back from Mike. And I was like, dude, it could sell out and we've flown to fucking Denver for this show. I'm buying his tickets. And he's like, fair chat. Buy the tickets. Bro, as we get dropped to Red Rocks, get a message. Hey, yo, what's up? It's Mike. Sorry I didn't get back to you. Did you guys end up making it to Red Rocks? And we're like, what the fuck? So I'm like, text him back. So text him back. Yeah, we did. At this moment, as we're walking in, music's playing. And he goes, cool. And he's just like, come down the front after Gary's set. And we're sitting there. We're like, after fucking Gary's set. So I look at the lineup. I'm like, bro, there's no one on the here called Gary. We look at the, like, we start Googling, like, the artist names. Destructo, who's a fucking beast. His first name's Gary. And I'm like, radio. So, like, he means after Destructo set, let's go down there. So, we walk down, like, all the way down the steps, down to the very fucking front. There's, like, a red velvet rope. Black mics on the other side. He comes up, tells the security guys, he goes, those guys are with me. Opens the rope. We walk in, dude. Now the only people in front of, like, me and fucking Porter Robinson, and I'm talking me to that wall away, is, like, the official photographer, just, like, taking photos and shit. 
Then Black Mike's there with his crew. We've got Australian flags on. We've taken our mate Max with us. And Max is the best. He's just like, he comes up to us. He's like a big man child. He's like maybe 6'2", six, 6'3", six, built, just a brick shit house. And he comes up, he's like, guys, I feel fucking famous right now. He's like, we just walked down. They open the rope. We walk in front of everyone. He's like, this is the best. Like, he's like, I've never had this experience or feeling in my life. I was like, neither have I. I was like, what the fuck's going on? There's some poor bastard behind us. He goes, Ozzy, Ozzy. Like, he's trying to get our attention. And like, I turn around. He goes, who are you? And I'm like, oh, hey, man, I'm B-Rad. And he's like, yeah, no. Like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, uh, I'm Brad. That's my friend Michael. And this is my friend Max. And he's like, I don't think you understand what I'm asking. I'm like, who are you? And I'm like, um, some cunt from fucking Australia, mate. <laughs> and he's like, are you famous? Are you a DJ? Are you a musician? What do you fucking do? And at the time, I was like, oh, I push people around in a hospital bed, brah. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, mate, I came here at 12 o'clock. Doors didn't open till like five. He's like, so I get down to right to this roped off area and they tell me I can't go any further. You and your mates just waltz on down here. Open the fucking rope And now you just get to Party like right in front of us He's like You're either You're either Fucking lying to me about who you are Or you're Like The most fortunate person In the whole venue That you just get Escorted to this VIP area So anyway We're partying It's it's one of the best nights Literally of my life Skrillex played And all these other cunts It was fucking hectic And I loved Porter Robinson at the time at the end of the night, I go to Mike. I was like, Mike, I was like, Black Mike. I'm like, how the fuck did you get those tickets, bro? I'm like, man, I thought you were a bullshitter. I was telling everyone, like, you're just talking shit, saying that you know everyone. You knew Gary. I only knew him as Destructor. I'm like, how the fuck did you get these tickets? And he's like, oh, buddy. He's like, they're disability access tickets. He's like, they're general public tickets. Anyone can get them. And he's just <laughs> like, I was like, What? And he's like, yeah, man. He goes, I had fucking five extra tickets. He's just like, typically, he's just like, a lot of people with disabilities don't go to these kind of concerts. So I just buy the tickets, take them to my friends. And he's like, we have the best experience. He goes, get all the all the space to dance right there with the guys. He's like, it's the best night ever. I was like, bro, it is the best night ever. And I was just like. That is the best night ever, dude. So. And if, if you, you and your boys can pass as retarded. Oh, dude. Which pull, is not hard. Pull a Shane Gillis face and yeah, just walk just, in, dude. Yeah. Just, mm, just a couple of beers. Mm, just a couple of... Mm. Yeah, well, speaking in an Australian accent, I think that probably would have passed for a lot of us. They would have been like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, this guy's obviously retarded. He can't talk properly. So. Oh, no. Oh, fucking squeal's gonna drop it heaps hard, man. They're like, oh, yeah, that guy's retarded. Let That's him so through. fucking funny. Let him through. You want to do some roasts? Yeah, let's get into the uh, the Sunday roast for this week. The Sunday Roast When was the last time you had a legit Sunday roast? Uh, Christmas They go hard, Over don't Christmas. they? Christmas Sunday roasts go fucking hard Heaps good I remember we used to do them so much when we were a kid We'd always go to my, my, nan's, my nan and pop's place for Sunday roast Because my nan and pop, where I lived in Bungendore Shout out, Bungendore Fucking, they lived a few streets away from us my entire childhood. Yeah. 
So like every now and then, like so my my grandparents were a big part of our lives and would always go there for a Sunday roast. Have a fucking lamb or a bit of beef. Big fucking roast lamb. Roast lamb was big. Mm-hmm. Roast lamb, baked potatoes. Oh, baked potatoes. Um, fucking that, that like like creamy creamy cauliflower and broccoli. Yep, I know the one you're talking about. Yep. So like, and then like you know you fucking then you got your fucking beans, you got your fucking carrots, you got your fucking those little those little um. Buns that you have And you take them out of that Oh box. Even dude, you put, them in, put them in the oven And dude. you come out Dude I would I would have like Four of them Bro we, we would cook so many dude I love those little Those They're I know what you're talking Like you could fit Like a cocktail frankfurt In one of those yeah. buns Yeah And like, it'd be like A little it, mini hot dog yeah, 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 yeah Those buns bro Could be One of oh. the most Underrated Like Dude when you got one of those Fresh out the oven Bit of fucking warm butter <laughs> Slap it on that Doesn't get better bro Oh dude They're, they're seldom talked about And it's fucking unreal dude Yeah They're fucking incredible dude Dude I I would not be lying If I said I haven't fantasised About taping four of them together And sitting on them Just that's how good they are <laughs> <laughs> And when I say four I mean four across boys Four, four across, across Four yeah. width wise bro Four horizontal width, dude. Yeah um, but the uh, the man who we are roasting this week is a travel blogger. So if you guys haven't seen, there is a young man, not a bad looking fella, pretty jacked. Yeah, pretty jacked, pretty tall, pretty handsome. Um, so I'll read you the article. So this, uh, so a basic um, overview of it is that he is dating a twenty three year old woman who is disabled. So the woman that he's dating, and. You might hear that and be like, oh, these guys are being very mean for picking on this guy for dating a disabled woman. All props mm. to him. Yeah, and usually you would be right. And you would be right, but this time but you're not wrong. not today. Yeah, this time you're wrong, and we'll tell you why. Um, the gentleman is dating the uh, the young lady who's 23, was a cancer survivor when she was younger. And she also has a disability where she is 23 years old, but she looks like she's eight. Looks very, very young. And... Uh, you know, the, the travel bloggers hit back at a bunch of people who more or less called him a creep. Because basically, the way I look at this is, yeah, you can you can defend yourself and say, look, you're dating someone with a disability and every person with a disability has the right to feel the same amount of love as the average Joe Blow. And Which I, I agree with. I do agree with that. If you're a di- if you've got an intellectual or physical disability, it doesn't stop you from uh, being in love with someone. But when it comes to this, I don't know. There's something about this that weirds me out because it's the fact that she looks so young, and I think like where people are like this is creepy because it's like a legal loophole for this guy to almost be a pedophile but not actually be a pedophile. Uh you're being very generous with the word almost. Yeah. Because I think it's a hundred percent, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, dude. You're fucking an eight-year-old. No matter how much you want to dress it up, no matter how much she is, whatever, the reality is is that your penis gets hard for someone that looks like a fucking eight-year-old, dude. Yeah. When you, when you sleep with an older woman that looks good for her age, you're not really fucking her at her age. You're fucking her of how she looks. Yeah. Aren't you? Yeah, you are. So when you see a 23-year-old woman who looks like a fucking eight-year-old child and you go, not only am I going to talk to and befriend and be cordial and be polite and have a laugh, have a laugh, muck around, 
exchange stories, exchange life experiences, yeah. spend time with. Tell them about Black you're Mike also, in Denver. Yeah, you're also thinking, I'm going to fuck it. Yeah. That's a, that's a child, dude. You're yeah. fucking a child. It's it's it really is like you're you're a pedophile that hasn't come out yet. You're still in the closet of yeah. pedophilia. What it is is it's a it's a gift wrapped turd. Yeah, it's some it's there's a turd that's gift wrapped. It's under the Christmas tree. You're trying to dance around the fact that it's a turd, but you've gift wrapped it, and you're like, no, it's all because like I'm. I'm, he's like positioning himself as like, no, I'm the hero in this situation. Me, able-bodied, jacked young man takes, you know, the this love of my life out paddle boarding. Yeah, who's Bro, four foot and She's like three foot one, eight. dude. Oh. She's three foot one. Like, and it's a mean thing to say that someone's a walking blowjob, and I'm I'm not saying that's what she is, but but it is for real that she's getting she's in the neighborhood of people that you would you would say that, and like it's it's a it's a fuck situation because I feel sorry for her because yeah, like you wanted to to be in love, and I'm like maybe it should be one of those stories where she's in love with someone with the same disability, but then like you know, who am I to tell someone who they should be in love with and who they. Sh- Shouldn't be in love with, yeah, but which is fair. I'm in that that same camp too. But I think she has the right to fall in love with whoever she wants. But there's something about this cunt that's just creepy, bro. It's just, yeah, it's, stop it's it. A, it's because a tough situation. It's very different to be like, oh, she's three foot one. She's a dwarf. She's a midget. Yeah, because you know that means that's just a small person. Yeah, which means they have developed breasts, developed wider hips, a bit of an ass. This young woman. Is a prepubescent, no curves, no tits. She, he may as well be fucking a, a 12 year old boy. He may as well be fucking a 12 year old boy. It's, yeah, it's something, it's something crook. And I don't know, did you hear his, um, did you hear his reason and his defense of it that goes for about a minute? No. Uh, I'll play it for you. I mean, Shauna Matt was, I saw the first season of the show. I was really inspired by her emotional strength. So I sent her some flowers and a card saying, go live your best life, wishing you all the happiness you deserve. Of course, I did the show knowing I was going to get some hate, but it's very important to remember that Shauna is an incredible 23-year-old woman who has a disability. So as you're building a connection with her, it's important to acknowledge her disability and look past that and build it with who she is as an individual. You know, she's this incredible, inspiring 23-year-old woman who just happens to be a little bit short. And as soon as you say that she can't have a real-world connection with someone else, you dehumanize her, which is absolutely disgusting. And if she is a human being, she deserves to have relationships and connections with whoever she wants. And I think some people aren't emotionally mature enough to understand that you can have a deep connection based on personality rather just on looks bro like she's so short in that video she doesn't come up to like the headrest in the in the chair when she's in the front seat like she's below like a level Mm -hmm. of stitching like where the shoulders of the of the thing would go and i don't know he's trying to be a bit of a word wizard there yeah you're not you're dehumanizing her and and i'm not disagreeing with the words that he's saying I'm not, dude. I know that there are people who are out there who are disabled, who are retarded, 
who deserve to have love and to come, all that type of shit, okay? You, I don't want to dehumanize anyone and stuff. But pushing all of that, I'm actually a good person, don't look into my personal life too much shit that most people do. The reality is she looks like a fucking small child, dude. Mm. You can't, I know all of that type of fucking word wizardry, wizardry, dude. You're fucking doing nice, dude. You're doing a lot of fucking verbal and mental gymnastics to try and trick people into thinking that it's okay for you to be fucking someone that looks like a small child. Because then, like, when you hear, Stop it, dude. When you Stop hear it. that interview, he goes, when I first saw her. He, like, exactly. Like, he saw her on TV. And then he's just like, so I sent her flowers and was like, hey, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to live the best life. Bro, this is a guy who jumped, leaps, leaped like a leap of faith, like his life depended on it. Yeah. At the chance to fuck a kid with a loophole. Yeah. That's, that's exa- what it is, dude. That's exactly he was looking is. for, he was fighting demons of, I want to fuck kids. And then he found this and almost straight away went, I have to seize this opportunity. Yeah. And that's not, that's not okay. I don't think it was like, his. yeah, it was like, his. uh, it was the, it was the pot of gold at the end of his rainbow. He's just like, look, I he found his own leprechaun. Yeah. He found his own damn leprechaun. That's exactly <laughs> what he did. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taylor Coffey, you're going hell, cunt. Oh, I love you, bruh. No, no. <laughs> I'm not going to hell, dude. I believe in Jesus. I repent every day. Yeah. Praise be Allah. Praise be, dude. But seriously, nah, nah, nah. I'm not. Oh, this is so funny. This is my sister calling, but she doesn't know that we're doing a pod. So let's just, this could be our first live call. Oh, okay, cool. So we'll quickly just tell her. Hello, good thanks. How you going? Yeah, mate, you're on the pod at the moment. You've just called in. Crazy timing. What's happening? Oh, mate, I was just listening to your last pod. Yep. And I just wanted to chip in me two cents. Yeah, go ahead. Give us your two cents worth. Well, um, I believe that, you know, I listened to all of the last episode and I quite enjoyed the mushroom ending. I just wanted to let you know that when you find the five grams, five grams is definitely too much. Definitely. Okay, all right. (laughs) And um, I advise him taking them in small increments. Um, I have had one mushroom that set me on the trip of my life. I have eaten a gram and a half and not gotten that far. Um, but on my weekend the other day, I had about a gram and a half just just to send it. You know, there's a creepy guy around. I thought I'd, I'd just get inside my van. And then I thought, well, if you're inside the van and you're trapped in here, you may as well have a good time. So I took about a gram and a half. I put on um, a bit of Doppel. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's like a Bushdoof artist guy. He's fucking sick. Okay. And um, whacked him on the tunes. And I set up this little light show I had. I didn't know it could tune to the sound of the music. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, so I pressed a button and the next minute I've had the best fucking rave of my life and I've got the five birds in the car so I start freaking out thinking oh they're going to have a heart attack because they won't know what this laser show is about so I covered them all up and then I turned it up and I just had a bush doof in my van for a couple of hours by myself 
It was fucking perfect. One of the one of the best doofs you could really have, isn't it? That's like, probably the only acceptable bush doof. Isn't yeah, it? like it's because by, you're by yourself without you don't anyone have to, who goes you, to a bush doof. Yeah, you don't have to deal I, with like stinky cunts and people that don't wash their feet. And you're just like, I can have my own experience in the, the safety of my thought, van. Like I've been to quite a few doofs. I've been to heaps of defcons. Like you know, one of my nicknames is defcon, so I've been around the traps. But I, I had this bush doof and I literally felt more enlightened than I've ever felt in my life. Like, I worked through so many things. I just thought of, I had a couple nangs. Obviously, you can't take some shoes without a couple nangs. Yep. And then uh, I had a couple beers and I said the beers wasn't it. So I cracked a bottle of Bailey's. Oh, I, I got a bottle I, of Bailey's the other day as well. What the hell? We're on some spiritual alignment. That's very classy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then I just I poured it in a champagne glass to feel like extra classy. Yeah. And then I just sat in my van with Doppel like full raging, the rave lights fully going. P.S. It's daylight. I've got blackout curtains. Perfect. Sick. I just shut all the curtains so nobody could see what was happening and I couldn't see them. Yeah. And then I poured myself like a couple of champagne glasses worth of Baileys and just cheersed myself to all the things that I'd worked out. Dude, I tell you what, you could come up with your own business called Steph the Shaman, Shaman to you, right? And, I reckon I probably could. And I reckon you could like you could you could be like, like Lube- Lube Mobile. Yeah, it's like Lube Mobile, but it, like instead of Lube, it's just like a Shroom Mobile, right? Shroom Mobile. Oh, that's not too to bad. You. Uh, oh, perfect. Right, well, so I'll then, just... like, you can go to people's houses. Obviously, I don't know how you'd market it, but you could go to people's houses and, like, look, you're dealing with a bit of shit, Sophie. Come hop in the yeah. van. We'll do, like, a shamanistic ritual. You could do a little bit of Reiki to start with, and then you can just be like, look, now we're just going to cruise down, chill at the beach for a little bit, uh, do some meditation down at the beach. Then you hop in. Then you can just dose them with a, with a shroomy or two. And just be like, Mate. look, dude, here's a bit of music for you. If you want Baileys, if you want some Northos, if you want fucking bit of fucking Belvedere, get around it. You've just got your own little yeah. concoctions there. And then yeah. those people can go Tequila. on a transcendental experience in the back of your van and then just leave a completely different person. And I know, like, as kids, you get taught not to hop into strangers' vans. But, hey, that might be this a van ride that van. changed your life for the better. You know what I mean? If more well, people I'll did tell you that, what. If more people my, did one that, of my nicknames. Sorry, is wait. also the trip advisor. Yep. Because back in the day, you used to take a lot of acid. So every Monday, I'd take some acid just to make sure, you know, got to keep yourself in check. And then I started introducing people to acid. And then I'd take people on like the trip advisor show. So every year, I'd take a crew to Vivid in Sydney. Yeah, nice. And and we'd all go around there and circular key and whatever and we'd trip out. And then, you know, if people started freaking out, no worries, I'll get you home. I'll show you some nice things like, you know, candles, they breathe, you know, plants, they have life. You can press life into a leaf. Like, you know, I took people on a lot of places. <laughs> so, you know, back in, but acid doesn't really work that much these days for me. Like it totally works, but I don't think it works for me that much. But shrooms, like honestly, and just between us and the podcast and all the listeners, wherever I went the other week, I parked my van, I took some shrooms because I got five grams, right? Yeah. I thought, I better try this. Like you can't, you can't not try it. You can't give it to your friends if you haven't tried it. You don't know how strong it is. You don't want to fuck up your friends. You've got to try it. Yeah, you need a crash test dummy. Yeah, so I, I ate the biggest stem and the biggest head in the bag. I fucking got not much, eh? I was a bit devoured. I was like, oh, this is pretty shit. So then I went back for another scoop. 
I was like, okay, we'll see how this goes. It wasn't that good. So I went back for another one. I thought, I just I just want to get a bit fucked now. Like, I've got the flavour, but I don't have the full taste. Like, you know. And then next minute, it's like 8.30 at night. The sun's going down. It's 8.30 at night. The bush started calling me. I just, I just got an extra beer, got the one in my hand, locked my car, and I started running into the bush. I ran this whole trail. I fucking, I've only ever been in this trail maybe like four years ago and only once. But I knew there was two park benches I could get to and another exit to get back to where I needed to go. Yeah. I just, I don't run, P.S. I don't do exercise. Yeah, like I, I play softball. Like, you know, I'll swing a bat, I'll run around four bases and that's about it. You know, once a week for, you know, three months of the year. I don't run. No, I fucking ran, cunt. I was like, I'm sending it. I was like, fucking just run. Like, don't spill your beer, but like, fucking just get there. <laughs> I fucking just started sending it, like, through the bush. I got to the first park bench. I sat down. I was like, this is nice. I was like, but this ain't it. I was like, keep going. I've got, like, maybe seven minutes left of sunlight. I kept banging it through the bush. Almost fell off a couple of cliffs a couple of times because, you know, carrying two beers at once and trying to run and not spill your beer is like, you know, a bit tricky. But I got to where I needed to go within like, I had about 60 seconds left of sunlight. I took it in. It was magnificent. And then it was pitch black. That's... And I had to get my way through the bush. Sounds, <laughs> First, okay. sounds like an epic journey. I had a dream the other day that you actually provided me mushrooms and told me not to take the smallest one that was black because you're like, that will fucking send you to the, to the stratosphere. But we're... Um, mm. We're we're about to wrap up. My guest has to leave. I uh, I, appreci- okay. I appreciate the phone call. Um, <laughs> the live feedback. Another another <laughs> random uh, uh, thing that I had is I got I got stoned the other day. I, two random things. I've been st- I got stoned maybe last year. Cooked a massive yeah. steak and then was eating the steak. And then a part of me was like, "This is a this used to be a living thing," and I couldn't eat the rest of the steak. First and other yeah, time that's right. ever happened to me. Gay. Then the yeah. other day, I got I got stoned and I cooked a chicken burger and I threw a, I threw a bit of salado on there and the salad was great. And then for whatever reason, it just took me on a journey and I went, mate, we need to have some. We need to have a good old salad. So I whipped up some avocado, some cucumber, some uh, some avocado, some onion, and uh, a bit of grilled chicken, some spinach, and some loose leaf salad. And uh, mate, it was fantastic. It felt great. So nice. I feel like sometimes nature calls you. Sometimes nature's like, go for a run, bruh. Sometimes nature's like, have a salad, dude. Sometimes nature's like, put the steak down and stop drinking so much. That's but true. Sometimes nature literally is like, And sometimes nature's like, take a dump. Yeah, take a big old fucking dump. Take a fucking big dump, can't. But, um, yeah. look, I appreciate I appreciate. Nature the- never tells you you're fat, P.S. Nature tells you you're beautiful and you're perfect the way you are. Not my nature, dude. Not my nature. We got different natures. I need to hang out with nature a bit more if it's if it's if it's that kind. But thanks, thanks for calling in, Steph. I'll give you a call a bit later on. Um, nature doesn't judge; it just evolves. Yeah. So just evolve yourself because you can't judge what one tree what what one tree is skinny. What he looks good with the other trees heaps fat. No, that fat tree looks fucking sick. He's heaps taller. He's way more bushier. He's been there for ages. Like he's been around the block. Don't judge. He's been around yeah. the block. 
But um, hey, a bit around here. if anyone else wants to call in next week, maybe we can just, <laughs> maybe we can make it a thing that people can just call yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> can we do live calling? <laughs> maybe. You got to call in. Oh, what time do you record your podcast? Oh, it's different every what? week. It's different every week, yeah. mate. Yeah. Well, send send out a on your next pod. Say you're going to do a pod on Tuesday if anyone wants to call in between four and six. Yeah, just have I fucking call in. Just have some random. I'll be like dad. Have some random callers. <laughs> I got a joke for you. Yeah. <laughs> I got a joke for you, comics. Yeah. Have you heard that one about Michael Jackson? No. Like, <laughs> we'll have to. Uh, we'll, right. we'll have to love you and leave you because uh, Taylor's got to go. But thank you for calling in. All right. Ciao All for right. now. See you. Au revoir. Bye. Bye. That was so random, dude. Anyway, so what a crazy thing that happened. Love Steph. Uh, did not expect that to happen. I didn't plan for that to happen. Um, but look, hey, when you're swinging, sometimes. Something swings back at you and you didn't yeah, see it coming. Yeah, bro. The pendulum swings back. That it does. But, brah, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, mate. It's been a blast. Looking forward to uh, the 18th of, uh, March. Of, of March. 6.30, Saturday at the Courtyard Studio at the Canberra Theatre Centre. Tickets are on sale, dude. Get them. I feel like i got some heavy momentum coming into this show. Let's go. I feel like I've got... Th- I've got fucking three years worth of material that because I I said it last week on the pod we were supposed to do it in 2020. We were supposed to. Do we it sold out before anyone else. It's, we did. It should be common knowledge. I don't know if people know that, but we did. And uh, I feel like I owe those people a bit of juice. So yeah, I'm gonna come out with a hard dick, just fucking swinging. Sick. Uh, it's gonna be good. Uh, make sure you follow Taylor Coftry on Instagram at Taylor Coftry. Beautiful, nice and simple, ladies and gentlemen. And Coftry, how's it spelled? C-O-U-G-H-T-R-I-E. All right, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Boys, feel free to send me DMs or anything that you want me to talk about on the next week's pod. Always open to shit. Um, Looking forward to coming back to, to Canberra for March 18th. You can catch me at the Newcastle Comedy Club this Saturday the 28th of January, looking forward to performing there. Don't know who with. I've just been given the heads up that I'm on the show, so very excited about that. You'll catch us around Newcastle. Uh, make sure you give us a follow on the gram, and we'll tell you where we'll be performing. If not, don't forget to smoke weed every day and take care of yourself. Love you. A little two-hour banger for you, mate. Two hours of bangers. There's absolutely two hours chock-a-block of bangers. Fucking bangers. Don't forget to eat some air.